Lauren and RJ, The Frangie Show starts now on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Hey, welcome in, guys. Along for the ride, a signing day edition of the program here on a Wednesday. Always brought to you by AC Designs and, of course, live from Island Wing Company here at Bartram. Frank Frangie Hayes, Carl Lyon, Lauren Brooks, RJ Saunders with you as we uh, kick off the program. On signing day, we'll talk Trevor, we'll talk Jags Bucks, we'll talk Ooh, what a Gator Hoops game last night. Unbelievable. My goodness. We'll talk about that. And, uh, a great win, by the way. Huge it, win. It, it might be two bubble teams, but who cares for yeah. right now? I mean, Anytime a, you beat Michigan in basketball, right, that's, right. that's a good night. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, so. Does it make up for the signing class woes that well, are happening I'm today? Because to to I was that. wondering for someone like Hayes, who yeah, is way yeah. more football yeah. than men's basketball. Well, well I can it, tell you I'm very excited yeah. by the softball sign. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, good. That's right. I'm just glad. Yeah, because the signing day could be worse, could be better. So we'll certainly talk about that coming up today on the program. Yeah, I thought, I thought really what I thought got, went wrong last night is um, when, when Chris Weber missed the, the <laughs> finger roll, okay? Right. And Glenn Rice couldn't get the tip Yeah, is what happened. So, uh, no, you're right. It was all at Michigan. They had the brand. So, all right, a lot to talk about. Uh, I want to talk, talk Trevor, what our gut is. Uh, Doug said progressing well. I don't know what that means. I'm not sure Doug knows what it means, you know, but, but certainly um, progressing well – is better terminology than not sure we're going to have him. Yeah. You know, and, and I again, think the translation the, there is he's not in a dark room wearing sunglasses. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think so. I mean, that, and we should never read into, but that's kind of what we do is read into. Um, so my read into would be um, he's probably – I'm hoping he's going to play. Am I allowed to do that? You are. And, 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 and I don't again. know. I don't even begin to know. But well, that's my read into is that hopefully that means he's going to try. And, and obviously we know he doesn't have to practice to play Sunday. Correct. He's earned that. Uh, he, he's too talented to sit if he's cleared. Uh, obviously you'd love him to have the practice time, but it's not going to preclude you from playing him if Trevor hasn't practiced. Tomorrow is big. Tomorrow he needs to be limited, ideally. Uh, if he's limited uh, in Thursday's practice, that goes well, 24 hours. He's limited again in Friday's practice. Lissa is questionable. Then hopefully Sunday he clears protocol and can play. Uh, the very latest, hopefully he clears by Sunday morning. But uh, I still feel like it's pro- trending well. But I, I will say it, it's what's concerning is, and I think Stroud's injury was more a severe backlash on the turf, but like they've already ruled him out. So that's going to be two games for C.J. Stroud. Well, if this becomes a two-week thing with Trevor Lawrence, this team may not make the postseason. I mean, that's just – they may not make it – Anyway. If he just misses Sunday's game. Right. right. But if, if this becomes a two-, three-week thing, they absolutely could lose to Carolina as bad as they are if C.J. Beathard is the quarterback next week. So, you know, it's, it's certainly nerve-wracking, and, and hopefully he'll be fine. Uh, I won't really start to panic if uh, until Friday. If he's not doing anything at all by Friday, then I almost wonder if he, if he can even clear it. Because, again, to progress, there's got to be the 24-hour wait period on some of these steps. 
So it's almost like if you don't get far enough along, if you don't get like 40% along by Friday, the math is just against you, and you don't have enough 24-hour spans to be cleared by Sunday. So next 48 hours is going to be huge. Have either of you ever had a concussion? Well, Diagnosed, no. Okay. But I'm same. sure I had seven or eight same. playing football. Exactly, 100%. I, I remember one time I was asked, one of the first time we talked about it, Matt Paulus was in, and I, I've never been diagnosed with a concussion either. Remember, I didn't play football after, after little, little League. I only played football. I mean, I, I played, only played baseball in junior high and high school. But, but you I, can get concussions in baseball for right, sure well, if you get hit. Yeah, I don't think – well, you said it, I've been hit in the head. Yeah. By fastballs a couple times. But I remember one time I was playing pickup football. We were probably all in high school, and I got tackled because we all played tackle without pads because that's smart. But we used to do that, you know. And I got tackled. When I got tackled, my head snapped and hit the ground. I mean, I, I, remember, I mean, hard. I mean, hard. tackle football without pads with no helmets or anything. And I hit the ground. I'm like, Man, that freaking really hurt. And I got up, and my bell was – I mean, I was blurry-eyed. Just for, I mean, you kept playing. Because it was freaking 1973 or whatever when I was 14 or 15 years old. And 1973, you got up and kept playing, okay? There, weren't, there, were, there was no protocol in 73 at, uh, at San Susi football field, in case you're wondering. So, but, yeah, that, I mean, so I think we probably all had them, but, yeah. not, but not diagnosed as such. Yeah, I think I had one playing soccer that wasn't diagnosed. I kept saying my shoulder hurt, but my shoulder was fine. It ended up being like I didn't drive well that night at home. I, or I mean, I got home, but I didn't drive well going home, and I was going way too fast. But either way, I just wondered about that. I also wonder about the psychology of a backup quarterback in C.J. Beathard. You're standing at the podium today. Normally, Trevor Lawrence speaks. Yeah. He speaks. And you have to say, well, I hope Trevor plays. Yeah. But deep down, don't you really kind of hope that you get to play and you get your moment? Well, you know, that's a great question. The back, the anytime – Anytime a backup quarterback or a backup player of significance is asked, the protocol is he's our guy, he's our leader, we're better with him on the field, we want him back. That's always the answer. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you're a competitor. There's a part of you that says, you know, I don't ever want to wish any bad on my guy, but I wouldn't mind getting to play. Yeah, I think so. But, but the answer is always what CJ oh, will, sure. will always be what the CJ The stock said. answer is the correct answer. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like deep down it's like, well, he's a little beat up. Let's give him a yeah, moment, yeah. and it's my turn against the Bucs. Every competitor wants to play. That's exactly no, – except my favorite Shane Matthews story I told you guys. Um, Saban was the coach of the Dolphins, and he called – Shane and I were doing a TV show on Sun Sports, and, uh, and he came up every week, and, and uh, Saban called him last week. We, we were in the bowl season. We were the college show. We were getting to the bowl season, like now, this time of year. And uh, he called me. He said, uh, "Dude, let's go, Shane. Dude, can't make the last three shows. Can't make the last three shows. Dolphins signed me. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, so. Sure enough, he signs with the Dolphins. His 14th year. He goes down there, and uh, comes back. And uh, and I saw him after that. I said, so what happened? He says, never took a snap. I said, I know that. I said, but in practice, he said, never took a snap. I said, three weeks, you never took a rep. He said, never took a rep in three weeks. And uh, and I said, dude, I'm sorry. He said, don't be sorry. He said, didn't want to take them. Want to come? He said, and he told me what check he, he told me what the check was. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Yeah. Okay. Any of us would have loved to go back there and not taking us not taking sure. us there for three Absolutely. weeks. Just the check he got for the three weeks. Yeah. For now he's a fourteen year veteran. Yeah. So you're gonna get more than nice. he, he told me the I said, Okay. I you know what? Do they need anybody else to go down there and not take a snap? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go. Not take a snap. But it, so we'll see what happens with Trevor. All right. So, uh, so for some Jaguar talk coming up later on. Uh, the news of the day, signing day. Uh, Hayes, what were your overall impressions? Not just the Gators, but the Gators, the Knolls, the Dogs nationally. And, of course, all the Gator flips is what everyone's talking about. What was your big picture impression of, of signing day as we, uh, as we hit 3 o'clock here? Well, I'm, I'm going to start by commending Ohio State for securing Jeremiah Smith, the talented receiver who's been a longtime commitment to the Buckeyes, but really entertained Florida, Miami, Florida State. 
And uh, even with Florida State having the outstanding season they had, obviously probably losing Keon Coleman, we know losing Johnny Wilson a chance to play right away. Uh, Jeremiah Smith heads north to Ohio State. That's a massive get for Ryan Day. I mean, there's people in South Florida that believe Jeremiah Smith's the best receiver that the area's ever produced. So just think about all the names that are involved in, in a sentence like that, and we'll see. Uh, so I, I thought – I didn't think he was going to stick. I thought he was going to go to Florida State or Miami at the end somewhere. Uh, so that's a, a huge win for Ohio State, who, again, recruits the state of Florida about as well as anybody. Uh, and so that, to me, stood out. You know, K.J. Bolden switching to Georgia from Florida State is certainly a, a loss for the Seminoles. And then Florida, you knew it was going to happen. I mean, this is where – you can tell people that just sort of pay attention to signing day, which is fine. I mean, it's, it's certainly and a sports fan's right. But if you followed this for the last few weeks, you knew this was going to happen. I don't know why these services continue to say that somebody's committed when everyone who pays any attention knows they're not and they're not signing with that school. But I, and so I don't know whether it's to create this flip on signing day Probably. that, like, no one sees coming. Yeah. Well, everyone saw this coming. <laughs> everyone knew Morris Williams was going to go to Auburn two weeks ago. You know, so, I mean, again, a lot of this is if you've, if you've been following it closely, you knew today was not going to be a great day for Florida. Now, to their credit, they did get two additions. They got a really talented running back that Alabama wanted uh, and Jaden uh, Baugh, who was a, uh, originally committed to Arkansas. But an undersized, speedy back could really do, you know, some good things in year one. And they got Gregory Smith, who I think is going to be an impactful safety for them. And that's a huge position to need. So Florida does get a couple of additions, but obviously it stings uh, to not have McCray uh, decide to put off signing well, today. Well, that's the big that's story That's the big one today. Because I think Florida if felt like they had McCray. And so that announcement, Billy Napier, he's not going to really be able to address it. But, uh, but he is going to be asked it at 435 when he gets to his press conference, you know, what's going on, and he's going to have to dance around it. Right. But, uh, but it will be interesting to see what the vibe is with Florida and L.J. McCray. Do they feel like they still have him? He's just putting it off a couple days. Or do they feel like it's over and he's going elsewhere? Uh, and, you know, so they've tumbled. But, look, you knew they were going to tumble. They haven't won a game since – <laughs> October. I think they, I don't think they've won a game since Halloween. It was October I mean, 25th, I think. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't won a game that would be before since Halloween. Michael Myers was roaming the streets of Haddonfield, <laughs> Illinois, you're probably not going to have a great signing class. And that's what, you know, happened today. And, October you know, 14th. Sorry, I was yeah, wrong. Yeah, so, I mean. That's way before. I mean, yeah. I mean, at that point, Michael Myers hasn't even broken out of the <laughs> asylum yet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's impressive to me that Georgia can still have the number one recruiting class even after losing a five-star quarterback. Most classes, most schools' classes would have dipped at least a couple spots, but the fact that Georgia has four or five stars and then 24 stars, they're not going anywhere. I mean, they got that thing going, don't they? That God they do, and, and like Tate said, they were able to flip K.J. Bolden from FSU, but FSU's still having a strong day, fifth in recruiting as of now. It, it could change, I suppose, a little bit. But I think, to me, and, and I don't know if you guys are like this, the first thing I thought when I woke up this morning was, is DJ Lagway going to continue to attend Florida, you know, keep on the straight and narrow with Florida? If not, then who knows what else is going to go wrong. But because he doesn't announce and sign until 4.30, that kind of leaves you in limbo. 
And I'm sure a guy like LJ McRae is, is waiting to make 100% sure that someone like DJ Lagway is going to Florida. One thing I'll say, and I, and I do believe this now, I, I, look, if the reality here is today's stuff you knew was coming, but for, according to this, this thing I just read, Florida lost one, two, three, four, five. Florida has lost six, four, or five stars in the last month. Now that's a big number. And, yep. and I mean, six, six, one five star in Philsome. Uh, and, and that's with McRae undecided. That could be two five-stars and five four-stars that you lose within the last month. We've all said this. I said this before the season started, or not early in the season. It's great to be second or third in recruiting when the season starts, but you have to win enough games to get them to come. Winning, I, we, we, I screamed that into the mic or, or in September that the recruiting class is fine, but if you don't win enough games and if you look dysfunctional and you look like you're going to be on the hot seat, they're gonna they're gonna leave, and that and that's what's happened. And hopefully they'll they'll, they'll lagway. I think they're okay on L.J. McRae, who's a L.J. McRae's supposed to be like he. That's Devion Clowney now. I mean this this dominant is, player. Yeah, this is their number one defensive line. I mean this is their Clowney. You know you can't lose your Clowney, especially in a year when you don't have the other stuff. So 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 we'll see what winds up happening. So guess okay, so we'll talk more about the recruiting and the signing class coming up. Uh, FSU's class is good. Uh, it's been a tough month for the Knowles now. It's been a tough month, like like Rick Ballou called it, the uh, the the awful December for Mike Norvell losing KJ Bolden. It's one guy. The recruiting class is still pretty good, and they did win a conference championship. Correct in the month, but but I get it. I get it. If you're FSU fan, you're thinking all this happens, and now look, you know. So so we'll talk about recruiting. We'll start the program with recruiting. Uh, what a Gator basketball win last night. We'll certainly get to that coming up on the program. Um, did we win the flag football affair? We did. Did we survive we the did. cold? Uh, we did. Uh, it was uh, no wind, thank goodness. So uh, that made it a little bit more bearable, right. although I, my feet were frozen by the end of it. I mean, so I, I was cold, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And the game was really yeah. entertaining. He had some teammates make some incredible plays. It was uh, The quarterback also plays defense, and, uh, and he made some great throws down the field. He also had a pick six on a ball where he had barely gone into his drop at middle linebacker, and the quarterback, it was about at like the five-yard line, and the quarterback threw a bullet into the end zone, and he was right there, made a great play on the ball, returned it for a touchdown. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, it went really well. Jackson had a, a pass breakup early in the game, um, and then really kind of has been battling a tailbone injury, so he couldn't play in the second half. Ouch. Yeah, so, uh, so that's unfortunate, but it'll be fine. And, uh, I mean, I told his coach I would have gone ahead and cut him. But, uh, um, so. <laughs> and if I was you, I would have left. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's also that. But, uh, so he was sorry. limited in practice all week? Yeah. Well, he was fine until, like, I guess he was playing football in the neighborhood yeah. before the game oh. and kind of got tackled right, and wait got a hurt. Minute. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay, listen. So he, he's Maybe it's in violation of his contract. Yeah, there's really no question. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's yeah. a fine. That's yeah. a gigantic fine. Yeah. That's so, technically uh, a non-football injury. It is. Even it's though he was playing football. Let me tell you what that is. That's detention in class and two snow cones. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah. So, right. uh, but yeah, his team won, and uh, they had a great time, and, and he'll be fine. So uh, they've got a break now. Won't be back on the field until January. Hopefully, right. it's warmer for you next yes. time. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> we'll get some. We'll go through some of the signings and the non-signings that all coming up. Some signing day talk, a little Jaguar talk coming up a little bit after that, and a whole lot more. We're live here at uh, the Bartram location of Island Wing Company. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. 
It's an AC Designs Wednesday on The Frangie Show, brought to you by AC Designs, voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville. Let me tell you this, by the way, we buried the lead at the top of the program. I know Florida got a lot of guys y'all have all heard of. But are you telling me on a signing day they're bringing in a 6'5", 330-pound German offensive tackle <laughs> who has had an extensive experience in hip-hop dancing? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. They love that kid. Let me tell you this, okay? I mean, I'm not kidding. Okay. They think they have a hidden yeah. gem. They right. think he is. They don't think he's a project. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you this. I mean, his background is in hip-hop dancing. Yeah. If you think for a minute <laughs> when the Too Fat for Carrot Cake World Tour goes to <laughs> Berlin, he's not coming up on the stage, okay? Hip-hop dancing, we're very versatile, Yeah, know? that's awesome. Oh, but I'd never heard of him. Had you heard of him? No. Yeah. Well, he's been him? in the class for like a year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, now he oh, no one, I didn't, oh, okay, so that's not new. It's not new. Oh, yeah, my he, bad. Yeah, he's been in the class for a, you heard of him? a long time. No, whatever his name is. I had not. I didn't know his name. I knew that they had okay, someone from Germany. Ah, but dang it. I thought I thought it was breaking yeah. news. But I, but mean, I like that the tweet had in, German in it. In all yeah. seriousness, yes, you, you see a, a player like that from Germany, and you immediately think, all right, this guy's a year away from being a year away, minimum. Uh, but they think he is a jewel. I mean, probably because of what you're talking about. Yeah. The athleticism and yeah. the feed and. I would like to see, like, when Florida does score a touchdown next season, and I, I think that'll happen <laughs> at least once. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think he should be, even if he's not on the field, he should be part of the touchdown celebration. Is there take, any doubt? Take the flag I mean, I mean, and just give him the ball I mean, and let uh, let a 330-pound man do a dance in the end zone. Show us how it's done. Yes. I've read Portnigin, or Portnigin, however you say his name, mm-hmm. who has an extensive background in hip-hop dancing. I've read a lot of recruit bios over the years. <laughs> That's got to be the first one. Yeah, I mean, extensive. How do you have an extensive background in it? Do you like? Did you, is it like you probably competed in it? I was is, it, say, is, it a, is it a competition? Didn't we say in the next Olympics there's going to be hip hop dancing? Ballroom dancing. Ballroom dancing. Is it I the thought Olympics? there was also like hip hop stuff. Is? Maybe I'm know. wrong. I know ballroom. I know dancing. what I'm watching. Well, I mean, I know what I'm you working guys, on. You guys okay. can keep the dream team. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh goodness. So all right. So um, all right. So so the bottom line is this. Um, Lauren, you pull up Florida's list. There's a number of four-stars. How many four-stars are on it? I know you were looking at it a second ago. Four-stars on the Florida list. So currently Florida is 15th, and has Florida has 10 four-stars. Two five-stars, 10 four-stars. Okay, so 12. So counting McCray, who yeah. may not end up yeah, in right, the right. Mm-hmm. If, 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 McCray and Lagway, which I think everyone believes Lagway in an hour is signing yeah, and, in Florida. And I think McCray is going to be in the sure. class. Do you not think that? Oh, I think it – yeah, I mean, I, I don't think him yeah. delaying the decision yeah. is – means that Florida is out of it. Right. You know, now, I mean, obviously you'd love for him to have signed today. But I want to say, was it uh, CC Jefferson the, uh, from Baker County yeah. that had a signing day? I th- it was the dad, Florida, one I of think. The, one of the parents didn't want him to. And I think it was something did. like, was was it going from Muschamp to Mac? I can't remember. Yeah. Florida was going through a, a, I don't know if it was Urban to Muschamp or Muschamp to McIlwain. But anyway, CC Jefferson was committed to Florida. Uh, but one, it ended up, I want to say, taking a day or two. He ended up signing with Florida, obviously. So, um, 
you know, I, I'm just giving you he one example. He was there example. from 2015 to 2018. So that must have been Muschamp to McElwain. Correct. So yeah. he stuck with McElwain after. But I remember we were doing a show. I remember doing – I was doing Afternoon Drive. You, what, what year was it? He left Florida – well, it would have been 20 – When did he sign? He started in 2015. So okay. it would have been at that point in time December of 2014. Okay. I, okay. I, I would think we had him on or – it probably wasn't early signing. It was yeah. probably February. So February yeah. of 2014. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, but I remember having – but I remember the talk was, if I remember it right, one parent didn't want him to sign. That sounds right. And the yeah. other – the other. so the, the parent right. wouldn't sign it or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, the point is these, these things can ha- – hiccups can happen. And, look, he may just – honestly, he may be a smart businessman and just says, I'm going to let the dust clear on signing day right. and give it 48 hours and see if anybody comes in and – Blows me away with a financial offer, and if that happens, that's where I'm going. I mean, so, you know, again, there's so many new elements to this whole process, and, again, are you supposed to do that? No, but we know it happens. Right. So, again, maybe there's some benefit financially in saying, I'm going to let these coaches kind of get through signing day and see where everybody is and who everybody got and, and where I really feel like, you know, is the best spot for me and then see does somebody come in with an offer that I just simply can't say no to. Do you have the FSU list too? Mm-hmm. How many of those? FSU currently is in fifth place. They have one five-star and 15 four-stars. Okay, so, they, they're, 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 so they're going to they're finish fifth or so in recruiting. Um, Georgia first in recruiting. Yes. Miami? Miami's currently were, seventh. They've got one say. five-star and 11 four-stars. Okay. Because obviously nice they flipped the one from Florida. That's right. right. Got a nice linebacker. linebacker. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And, if if and where's where's Florida now? You still fifteenth. Fifteenth. If L.J. McCray doesn't come, are they out of the top twenty? I would think because he's a five star player. Yeah. So I would think that that would send them to twenty second, twenty third. Currently, yeah. South Carolina's twentieth. South Carolina has two five stars, eight four stars. Right. Okay. To okay. give you an idea. Yeah. And so, uh, so if Florida gets him, they finish in the top fifteen because they're they're, they're not at there's not there's not another flip yeah. coming. And you know, the, in recruiting today, right. what you see is your list. The the thing that I keep coming back to with Florida is I can't imagine the hellish nightmares Billy Napier has revisiting that Arkansas situation when he's got his field goal unit running on the field when all you've got to do is clock right. the ball because if they win that game, I think they hold the class. But they didn't. I agree. And I can't imagine all the hours he poured Mm -hmm. into those kids that ended up flipping in the final month. It literally came down to 10 seconds of his life could very, very much determine the course of his career. Because I'm convinced if they don't have that, Smack makes the 39-yard field goal. I am too. So you beat Arkansas. You know, and, and while it would have been a sloppy game, it would have been an incredible finish. So people would have been really excited about how it ended, that you were able to survive it. You know, then it's like, okay, you blow the fourth and 17 at Missouri. And, again, I understand that once you – the butterfly effect, once you change yep. one thing, yep. doesn't necessarily mean everything would have gone the same way. But for the sake of the argument, I think then it's easier for fans to say, look, gosh, fourth and 17, they really should have beaten Missouri, who's having the best year they've had in quite some time in Missouri's house, you're up 12 nothing on Florida State. He's got to get a little bit better with the trick plays, you know, and if the trick play works, you're up 19 nothing. and, you know, but it's easier, I think, to, to hold on to the hope of it. The Arkansas loss, I think, and the manner in which it happened, I agree. it's got to haunt him. It's absolutely got, got to haunt 
Katie Turner and her staff. Yeah. I mean, this is their life is, is bringing recruits into Florida. And they seem and to do a great to job see, with it. it. Yeah, and to see all of their hard work to everything they did leading up to getting that class to third, to have it all unravel because you can't keep your field goal unit from running onto the field when everyone in planet <laughs> Earth knows that all you have to do in that situation is spike the ball and clock it, and you've got 25 seconds, more than enough time, to get your field goal unit out there. It's got to haunt Billy Napier. Well, and two of the, the like you said, the guys that just flipped in the last month, certainly the two from today, one goes to Auburn. Auburn was 6-6. Six and six. The other goes to Miami. Miami was 7-5. and five. It's not like they went to schools where, right. okay, they went to Georgia. They went to FSU. They went to Ohio State. Like, I think fans can reason that away a little bit because, yeah, they want to go win a championship. But they went to schools that are barely better than you. But that, like you said, that loss, we've talked about it a lot, started the, the demise, at least in public opinion, of Billy Napier. Yeah, and, 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 I, and again, you got to win to keep your class. You got to the class, and that's and that's the, the real shame of it. So, so, because I want to get to some other stuff here. When this is over, does this hurt? I mean, when the whole class, not just the flips today. When it's all, let's assume McRae comes. Does this whole thing help this class? Help hurt or have no effect on how he's perceived? I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's going to greatly help or hurt him. I do think he's going to get lagway. And any time you bring in one of the best quarterbacks in, of the cycle, fans are going to be really excited by that. So, you know, I, I think when lagway in an hour is up there doing the chomp and doing the interviews and wearing the cap, and I, I think Florida fans are going to feel like they've done pretty well to get a player like lagway when you've lost your last five games and lost seven in general. Um, so I, I don't think – and, again, don't – I. It, we went from the class means everything to really the class now takes on kind of, a I think, a minimal role because it's unlikely many of those guys are going to help you next year anyway, and he's now in a win-or-else season. So it, it may, in a weird way, help him if his numbers aren't as high because what he really needs is guys like Slackman – and the Oregon corner, and the San Diego State right tackle. He needs to add three or four more of those guys that can help him next year. He can recruit. I've got if, – if he wins nine games next year, Florida's going to have a top three class. He has proven that to me, that he can sell a vision to a prospect, but he just needs success actually on the field for that to feel like it, it can tangibly happen for the prospect in his career. If he can go get nine wins next year, Florida's going to be off and running. I don't think they're going to do that. Right. But, but well, the players that he really needs aren't L.J. McCray, who, as talented as he is, probably is not going to make a huge difference as a true freshman on, right. in the trenches in the SEC. What he needs is veteran players that can step in and make Florida as competitive as possible next year. Yeah, ultimately you need the L.J. McCrays to have a great program. But right now, to keep your job, you need as many guys as they can play next year. Right. And, by the way, four-star wide receiver Isaiah Williams, who's been committed to Florida, yeah. now people are predicting Texas A&M. Oh, so, so one of the four flip. stars looks like maybe flipping also Man, that's uh, today. A, if, if that happens, that's a big one. I mean, that's 
because that's now, wow, that's a lot of flips, man. The, the McCray, see, if everybody that follows it close, even I follow it close enough to know that they prop, that Amaris Williams was going to Auburn and Darius Hayes was going to Miami. I, I got enough insight on that that they weren't getting those two guys. And Phil Simi, we talked about, was going to go to Texas. But losing McCray possibly and Isaiah Williams to A&M, that's a Florida kid. He's from South Florida, that's right? correct. I mean, a South Florida kid that all of a sudden is going to go to play for Mike Elko, you know, at, at A&M after, yeah, yeah. yeah. Money. I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But nonetheless, that's a – that, that's another one. That's bull boy. Then, and that's then, an expert prediction, so it's not like it's happened yet. But when's, when's you pretty much those uh, they've, been hit, they've been right. Ha- are right. These yeah. people know what they're doing. Yeah, so, okay, so we'll keep an eye on that. All right, more talk about that coming up. Uh, Florida State, the, a very good year. Lose Bolden, but they didn't lose much else. They got their quarterback of the future. Uh, they got uh, 15, either fives or fours, as Lauren told you earlier, which means they're going to finish right now fifth in recruiting, which is what he needed to do on, on the heels of his great portal years of ba- years gone by. Now start doing it in the high school realm, and certainly Mike Norvell has done that. Georgia finishes first overall. It looks like Florida waiting to hear on Lagway. Uh, they think they'll have him today. Uh, the Isaiah Williams news uh, sometime. He's, he signs at 4 p.m. So, he, so we'll know that in about 25 minutes or so. But, if it, again, you're, what Lauren said is right. These expert predictions, they know something. They don't, they don't, they don't throw them out there unless they know something else. It looks like he's, he's yet one more that has flipped. We'll see what happens. When we come back, let's talk some Jaguars football. Stay with us. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on The Frangie Show. Brought to you by AC Designs, voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville. Love me some Andy Williams Christmas music. By the way, I did discover breakdancing is in the Olympics. Oh. It debuted in 2018, okay. and it will be in Paris in 2024 called Breaking. So is that the same as the hip-hop dancing? I should know this. I but think I'm really so. It's hip. called Breaking, but that's okay. really all I know as well. But uh, just I'm wanted not, to confirm okay. that. Okay. Uh, but, but, but again, the thing that I'm hoping to compete in right. is ballroom dancing. Isn't that in it too? In that's a good question. I didn't look I mean, up And I go way back with that. that. I mean, I'm competing in square dancing. Okay. Square dancing would be awesome. <laughs> I love square dancing. It is an AC Designs Wednesday. You can join their Northeast Florida team with paid health benefits, 401k matching, competitive pay, and training. Apply online at acdesignsinc.net slash careers. All right. Are you feeling generous, gentlemen? Yes. What we, let's give something. It's Christmas this time, This is a man. really good gift. Really good prize. Okay. A pair of tickets to the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Clemson versus Kentucky yeah, at Everbank prize. Stadium, kicking off Friday, December 29th at noon. I know someone will be at the game, but not sitting in the stands. That will be uh, Frank, who will be calling will the game. Be. I'm looking forward to that. Caller number three at 641 Caller number three, 641 You are going to the Tax Slayer Gateable RJ, again. I'm calling right now. <laughs> <laughs> sure, caller number three. Clemson versus Kentucky. <laughs> All right, let's get into some Jaguars football, Frank, as the Jags take on yeah. the Bucks on Sunday. All right, so, so some thoughts about this. We're now, now everybody's scoreboard watching, right? For the longest time, <clears throat> Jags couldn't scoreboard watch. It didn't matter. We weren't in this thing. Scoreboard watching for draft position. Right. <laughs> well, it, well, it was. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, not, you're kidding, but not kidding, right. right? Yeah. Well, there was a season that we wanted to lose. Yeah. Right, every right, game. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> conversations about, oh, good, they moved up to fourth. They can right. get Jalen Ramsey. I, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, so it wasn't just the I, Trevor year. I, I mean, saw, it was. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet today about Frank Gore giving his son uh, yep. advice. Yep. My first thought. Yeah. Was Trevor, wasn't it? Absolutely. My first thought was when I saw the tweet. Um. Yeah. And then Leonard Fournette that year. Someone we thought we'd get because he was picked very early too. Fourth, mm-hmm. he was fourth. Yeah, he was fourth. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so we we, we watched scoreboard that way. 
Now we're doing it for the right reasons. Right. Well, but in last year it was just it didn't matter. You had to win every game, you know. So right. now it's real scoreboard watching. Um, yeah, because so I'll back in. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I I take no <laughs> right. shame in backing in to a playoff appearance. So think about it. So scoreboard. But here's what concerns me: the Indianapolis Colts are at the Falcons. With Taylor Heineke, now the starting quarterback. Correct. Home against. A poor man's Gardner Minshew. Right. Home against the Raiders. Okay. Home against the Texans. Um, but the Raiders are, are so yeah, up and down. The Raiders I could agree. win that game. Uh, no question. No, ab- the Colts could lose any of these games. Yeah, that's right. The Colts could win all three. The Colts could lose all three. I, I totally lose all three. 100% yeah. on, I agree with all that. I yeah. agree. But. All, all that's true. You're right about the Raiders. You're right about all of us. And the Texans with C.J. Stroud yeah, are yeah. better than the Colts, right. I yes. think. Good point, too. But the Colts at home, the Colts still, the Falcons, yep. home against the Raiders, home against the Texans, that scares me. The Texans, home against the Browns this week without C.J. Stroud, that's a tough game. They may win it, but Flacco's playing pretty well. Yeah. That's a home game. I'd be surprised if Houston wins that I game. I think the Browns are going to win that game. So, I, so, I, so that makes me feel better. But then the Texans are home against the Titans, who they're going to beat. I mean, they just beat them on the road without – you know, so so I think they're home against the Titans, and then the Texans and Colts play. The the beauty of this is they have to play each other. The beauty is in that game, but that game's also in Indianapolis. So I, uh, uh, I mean, this boy Jags need to win this one, bro. I mean, because for all, for all those reasons, I mean, here's what I'll tell you: I think the Colts are going to beat the Falcons in Atlanta. That's okay. Do you, you think that? Yes or no? Uh, yeah. I think, I think I, it's win. not a huge level of confidence, yeah. but I think they're going to win the game. I'd probably take. Yeah, it yeah. Goals. I don't. I don't think this is Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning leading them into. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard Georgia. with the Falcons because they've got these really good weapons. They just don't have a quarterback. Yeah, so if right. they could figure out the quarterback, if Heineke plays well and gets the ball to the playmakers, they could easily win that game. But I, I think that thing is probably that thing's starting to get dysfunctional. Yeah, Arthur, they just lost what nine to seven to yeah, the Panthers. Yeah, and they just lost to the Panthers. Arthur Blank has said, "I'm not going to make a decision on Arthur right. Smith." Till I, well, that's a bad thing when the, when the when the owner right. can't confirm that the coach is back next year. They're switching quarterbacks back and forth. I think the Colts are going to win that. Game. I think Arthur okay. Blank should hire Billy Napier yeah. personally. <laughs> so so if the Colts don't win, if the Colts win that game. The last thing you want is you look up with two to play and you're in second place. Yes. That's why this is a re- – I, mean, I mean, honest to God, this is a really re- – regardless of who plays quarterback for the Jaguars, I mean, you've got to find a way to get – this is – I don't go must win very often. I'm always, hey, it's a long season. It's a marathon. Starts in July, ends on Valentine's Day. Who boy, though, this one – this is one you've got to not lose, man. Right, but I don't know that you're playing better than the team you're going up against. Oh, I that, know, that's I know. the hard part. Yeah, it's not an easy one. Right. There's not a lot of confidence, I feel like, right now amongst this team, and especially you have no idea if the quarterback's playing. I wonder, Hayes, if C.J. Beathard does play, is everybody else playing at a higher level because they realize they kind of have to make up for the difference in quarterback? What concerns me about the Jaguars, because that's a great question, is – to me, they don't have an edge. They don't play angry. We've seen these teams, Indianapolis, Cleveland. There have been teams that are winning. Cincinnati yep. is winning with a backup because they're angry. They play angry. They're physical, and they play angry. The Jaguars have shown no signs of that. We miss Cam Robinson you know, in that regard. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, 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 and if you've only got one of those guys, you, you don't have – an angry team and and to me they don't have any of that it's a finesse team it's it's a it's a team of flash and not a team of meat and potatoes I'm gonna knock you over 
laugh at you, and then I'm going to line up again and knock you back into the dirt. There isn't enough of that. And, and, and so that's the concern for me is I don't know that they'll be galvanized by it because I just don't know that they have that in them. They just, to me, they're a talented team, and that's why they've won eight games. They've got talent now that some of the talent is hurt, but they're a very talented team. But I don't know that they have the edge needed to survive moments like this. Well, and if they have a way to find that, to Frank's point about you have to win this game, you gotta, you got to somehow, some way, whether that's Doug showing them a motivational video or getting in people's faces, even though that's not really his style, something has to change. Because you have lost to teams, like you said, that have backup quarterbacks, and you only scored a touchdown most recently and left all these points out there. Like To me, you should find motivation in the fact that you're a better team than two out of the three teams that you've lost to, and you could have probably beaten the Ravens if you played better. Yeah, the good thing about that, to the, to the point of who's better, Look, the, the Bucks have beaten the Panthers, the Falcons, and on the road against Green Bay, who's been playing well, but, but, but Green Bay's far too many great shakes now. So they, they have Yeah, it's not Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Correct. They, 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 have beaten young, they, have beaten, they have not beaten a good quarterback yet. And so and, and now listen, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, you could say it if, even if they win this week, but they haven't beaten a good quarterback yet. So I, I think the ja- Trevor Lawrence, the Jags or Trevor will beat the Bucks. I'm confident of that. I know the Bucks are playing well, but that is my opinion. Without him, I don't know. And I, again, it's just a, again, it's a, there's still three games left. That's a long time. But boy, boy, as you wind down here, it is a, it is a significant, significant game. Sig- significant, a significant game this week. Um, Tyson Campbell, Andre Sisco, um, uh, others, what is your gut? I think they'll have Tyson. I think they'll have Sisco. Because again, now we're getting to almost the, you know, Bill Parcells. Yeah. element of the season where you've got to go up to guys that are 70%, tap them on the shoulder on Wednesday's practice and say, you're healed. Right, right, <laughs> and, right. And, and that's, that's where right. they kind of are. So if, if, if not now, when uh, kind of thing. So I, I think Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco have a very good chance of being active on Sunday because to me, if it's even remotely close, I think they're playing. Uh, the fact that it was only Trevor Lawrence and Zay Jones not at practice today is certainly a good sign for everyone. Yeah. And, and we talked about this last night on Helmets and Heels. I mean, you could tell Ezra Cleveland and Walker Little were banged up during that game. Every time I watched Ezra Cleveland after a play, I thought he was limping. And then Sheriff obviously got banged up, had to come off. Shatley goes in. Like, there's not, I think, a single person on that offensive line except maybe Anton Harrison, who's fully healthy. Yeah, so, so and this time of year, you play, you play hurt. You just, you just hope they play. I, I think the, week, the thing this week is just to wind up and play. I will say this, and I thought about this today, too. I am um, the one, not the one, one of the good things about this culture – Doug Peterson has built. Yeah, I think your assessment was good a minute ago, Hayes. Go take the game. Go refuse to, no matter what you have to do, fight, claw, scrap, refuse to not win the game. I think that I think that is lacking a little bit. I think even the leaders on this team would tell you. I think I think the coaches would tell you privately. We have to get the whole killer instinct thing. Refuse to not win the game. That that's got to be in play. I, I agree with that. But the really good thing about the culture of this team. The other side of that a little bit is I do believe it's a team that won't get down on themselves, that the, the locker room won't, won't splinter. I think because three, three in a row, now your quarterback may not play, now other guys haven't played. 
It could be a finger-pointing, a splintered locker room. I don't think this group will do it. I, I think one thing good about that fantastic coach, one of the many things good about that fantastic coach that they've built is I don't think there's any danger of any of that. No, I think, I think there's harmony in the locker room. I, I, I don't question that. I think they're very much together. There's a level, though, physically and from an intense standpoint that they haven't hit yet that I believe is in them to hit. And this is the game where they've got to hit it. They've got to come off the field Sunday in Tampa having left it all out there. I mean, the locker room should be 53 guys that look like they've been through a battle if they're going to win this game, particularly if they have to play Beathard. Uh, And so, to me, that's it. Sometimes in football, you've just got to go win a street fight and know it's going to be ugly and embrace that and say, this is going to hurt. Uh, you know, this is not going to be pleasant necessarily, but we've got to do whatever we can do to have one more point than them, and we have got to get that extra inch, whatever it takes. They have yet to do that this season because they haven't really had to do it. But now you have to do it. Now it's time to find out what you're made of. And imagine how much better the next day Christmas will be if you come back Sunday night with a victory. <laughs> that would be very good. No question about it. We'll take a break. When we come back, let's get back to signing day updates. You see if there's any updates since last we visited. Talk a little bit more about the Gators, the Knolls, the Dogs, and a whole lot more. Stay with us. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on The Frangie Show. Brought to you by AC Designs, voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville. Turn this one up. Maybe as good as it gets. This is my favorite Christmas song. You may hear this one again on Friday when I give you a list. Well done, RJ. gifts we bring. Here's the good part. Listen. Have you watched the video? Oh, it's great. When Bing, Bing's got the cardigan on. Yeah. And, and, and it's really good. Yeah. They really just kind of happen to meet up. It's and, really great. It's yeah. really, really good. I think it was on a Bing Crosby Christmas. It's last one. I think the last Bing Crosby Christmas special, maybe, is when this was on. Okay. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't it that right? Yeah, because it was like late 70s. I yeah. Mean, it was you know, a, it was before uh, Bowie did like Let's Dance and yeah. Modern Love. And yeah, it, it was like, I think it was his last Christmas special. So anyway, yeah. Well, Christmas music. Well done, RJ. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll hear that next probably next few days' worth as well. Um, all right, so signing days today. You know by now all the uh, most of the important news, the flips uh, that happened today. Amaris Williams uh, from Florida to Auburn. Darius Hayes from Florida to Miami. Uh, so far, Isaiah Williams, Lauren said, uh, there's now word out that people think he will flip from uh, Florida to A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, K.J. Bolden flipped. That should, the actual official news, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Frank, should be coming out momentarily for Isaiah yeah, Williams. Yeah. Uh, K.J. Bolden flips from uh, FSU uh, to Georgia. I guess, Hayes, those are the only ones of significance that our listeners would be paying attention to, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it really Jeremiah did, Smith didn't flip. I think Didn't flip, which was a mild surprise. But uh, uh, so great job to Ohio State for securing the number one player in the country and the, certainly the number one player in the state. I, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think now you you hold on and, and see yeah. what ends up happening with 
LJ McCray for Florida. You know, that'll mm. be, you know, kind of what Florida fans lock in on in the next few days. And, you know, again, it now Billy Napier is going to talk in about 35 minutes. Now you start really right. focusing in on the portal. Well, so, well if we, for the next 30 minutes, you hold on for dear life on Lagway. You know, because, well, if he, he loses DJ Lagway again, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's all over. Because he's, he's hearing a lot. Lagway's hearing from everybody. I mean, apparently, Which I don't understand if it's a dead period, how yeah, you can hear from coaches. Because I saw, oh, Lincoln Riley is yeah. contacting DJ Lagway. How? So my, yeah, I saw that even Lagway's dad even said they just got off the phone. I thought you couldn't do that, too. Well, you're not supposed to. Maybe. But, again, <laughs> we live in an age exactly. where yeah. who's going to catch you? Yeah, I mean, the NCAA is yeah. not going to do anything. But, I mean, I, but unless I, you're I, stupid enough to self-report the violation, but I which gotta, they're not. But i got to <laughs> believe what's happening, though, is, is look, everybody knows – what, what, you're, what everyone's going to tell D.J. Lagway is, look, bro, everyone's leaving. The whole class fell apart. You're, right. you're, one of your best receivers just left. Right. Um, you got 30 minutes. Here's all the money. Right. You know, so, so I, I, think you hold, I think you hold on for dear life until you know, I, I think. But assuming you get, assuming you get Lagway and, and McRae, all is not lost. You're still a top 20, top 15 recruiting class. It's not what you thought it would be. But you're going to be able to field a good football. Well, and again, it's really immaterial for Billy for, for this year, right? For because his if he goes seven and five next year, he's going to be fired, and this class isn't going to really matter. So it's all for Billy Napier about getting guys in the portal, developing the players that he does still have on the roster, and trying to find his way to eight wins. If he can win eight games next year, then he's going to be the coach in twenty-five. And if he could ever have success to take with him on the recruiting trail, he'd be a dynamic recruiter. This has nothing to do with Billy Napier can't close or Billy Napier is one of these guys that's great in July and not good in this. has nothing to do with that. Billy Napier saw this class partially dissolve because he couldn't beat Arkansas. That's why this happened. Uh, And so, you know, in in addition to the four other games they lost, but – Recruits weren't going to jump ship because they lost to Georgia or they lost at LSU to the Heisman Trophy winner or they, you know, lost at home to an undefeated Florida State team that should be playing in the playoff. You know, all those things, a top 10 Missouri team on the road. Like, that wouldn't have been enough to shake the collective uh, confidence of the class. What shook it was, and a lot of them were in attendance. They saw it happen. (laughs) They probably sat there themselves and said, what are they doing? You know, what, 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 who's, what's going on here? What kind of coaching do they have in this program when the field goal team runs on the field and there's absolutely no reason for it? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, by the way, Billy Napier did just get a transfer portal commitment from a former Wisconsin receiver, so he's played with Graham Mertz in the past. Dyke. Yeah, Chimere Dyke or yeah, Chimere Dyke, I'm not sure how to say and it. And they but. knew they were getting him. For, I got a thought about that, but go ahead. But that does help at least. But, yeah, I mean, I think – Look at this for Florida State purposes, too, Frank. I, I mean, if you're a Knowles fan, you re- obviously you're really excited about a top five recruiting class. But you're still even more excited about the transfer portal players that Mike Norvell can bring in, A, because he's shown that he's really good at it, but B, because your entire team just left, basically. And you've got to refill those spots. You don't want to refill those spots with two freshmen. Yeah, a couple thoughts. By the way, I just heard from Hack. I'm glad Hack, thanks for texting me that. DJ Lagway's coming on with Hacker tonight. Excellent. So, so if you want to hear what DJ – and Hacker's, Hacker does a great job of these interviews. So if you want to hear him talk through the whole process, um, 
keeping the class together, what he thought about the class unraveling, assuming he's going to Florida. If, if Lagway uh, gets to Florida State, Hacker. is Hacker still having him on? Uh, Hacker, <laughs> Hacker, I know you're listening. If he's not going to Florida, pull the interview. I'm not, I'm not listening, Hack, if he doesn't go. But, uh, but no, Hacker does, by the way, Hacker does a great job setting up those interviews. Nobody works harder to get interviews for a show than my man Hack does. So anyway, so, but DJ Lagway tonight. I want to go back to the, the portal guy. He's good. He was Wisconsin's leading receiver, and he's close to Mertz. Shamir Dyke. Dyke. I'll tell you the story about him in a minute. But he, 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 it is now official? Yes. Okay. So I think I told you a week ago they were getting him. They, they, they had a, I think they wanted it quiet for Isaiah Williams. Okay? It gets announced right after Isaiah did whatever he did. And I'm guessing at this now. Okay? But now I think they may want it out there for Lagway. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I, I, yeah, you're holding your cards yeah, and you're figuring out yeah. which time was, to play your ace. I was told, and I don't want to act like, hey, I knew, because I'm not, hey, I knew guy. But I was told a week ago they think they're going to get this guy, and so, and so, um, and I, so I wonder if, the, but and also that's from no, your Wisconsin pipeline, yeah. since you were clearly <laughs> the, the advocate guy. for Yeah, Mertz. They, they love me up there. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Correct. Um, yeah. But but I wonder, but I wonder if that's why, since I knew, since they knew they were getting him, and they didn't want anybody to know, I wonder if that's why. I'm, gu- I'm guessing at that part. I mean, would they have held out until Isaiah Williams made a decision before they announced it? And I'm assuming Isaiah Williams flipped by now. And if he did, is this their counter to that? I'm, 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 or, or am I just reading way too much into it and he just now said it? No, I mean, I, I think it certainly – the timeline certainly makes a lot of sense to, to support what you're saying. So it's, you know, it's, it's hard to argue it. I mean, he could have obviously announced it yesterday. I mean, I'm sure the, the Wisconsin kid knew where he was going yesterday. So, yeah, and, and there's probably also, look, Billy Napier knows he's getting ready to get in front of a tough media core, particularly tough when it comes to college football, where normally every question is, this really is a great university, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the Florida media core is, is a tough media core for college athletics. They ask tough questions, and he's getting ready to have several of them. Right. Uh, and so any positive news you can have, Anything that allows a reporter to say, hey, tell us about the Wisconsin kid, that's 45 seconds. Yep. Where Billy four Napier, minutes. yeah, <laughs> who will turn it into four minutes, um, you know, where it doesn't have to be asked about, you know, not closing particularly strong. Because again, the perception is going to be hard for Billy Napier to change. And I don't think he's going to be able to change it until he wins four games next year in a row. I mean, if he starts 4 0, then the questions will go away. But it's getting ready to be a really tough eight months for Billy Napier because right. all he's going to hear is that he's on the hot seat. Right. You know, he's gonna, there's going to be stories of this is Florida's hot board, you know, if they move on from yep. Billy Napier. I mean, the questions at SEC media days are all going to be geared around, you know, do you worry? Do you have – if they told you how many wins you have to have? You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult. And the only way he's going to come out of it is if he beats Miami and beats Texas A&M and beats Kentucky and gets off to a, a strong start. Uh, so it's, you know, it, it's, it's tough for him right now. So, yeah, any, any news where the Wisconsin receiver coming in, again, I, I think it helps. And, you know, the, the fact that he does now have four players uh, committed out of the portal, well, that's now pretty good. For a guy that was at zero right. three days ago, yeah. right. now to have four – you know, that at least gives uh, gives you the chance to present a narrative of, look, guys, stick with this. We're not done. You know, we're going to keep adding here. We need yeah. to add veteran talent. That's important, and we're on our yeah. way to doing that. And there's a belief, not just a Florida belief, 
that the best players in the portal aren't in yet because they play on the good teams who are still playing. There's, there's a belief that the best, the best portal players, the ones, the ones that are going to be playing significant roles for Georgia and FSU and Alabama and not just the four playoff teams but all the New Year's Six teams, they're not going in yet because they're going to play. The, one, the ones that still have a game to play in, even if they don't play very much, and for that reason, if you, Georgia's lost a bunch of guys, right? Daniel, a few. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a lot. They've lost two so far to Kentucky, Brock Vandergriff. Yeah, I think and they've lost four or five maybe. Is that all? I thought it was one. But, but whoever Georgia's lost, it's guys that don't play. So the Georgia guys that play, and same with Alabama, if you lose a guy now, it's a guy that doesn't play. But once those bowls are over, even the guys that play a little bit, so the, you get the point. The, 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 best portal, the best portal guys most teams are going to get, are gonna, you're going to get them in late January. Like, I, th- I think the best portal guys you get. Now, you want to get them in then because you want, you want them to go. When did Mertz come? He was later. December. Was it December? Yeah. Okay. Was it, was it that one? Okay. Yeah, because okay. that was when I had my massive <laughs> you depression. Yeah, you did. Oh, you <laughs> did. Oh, you There's no question. I remember you turned in your resignation, and we told you to think it through. Remember that was, that was the Mertz thing. I bought him whiskey. I don't yeah. know if that was smart or not. There was whiskey, really resignation. Helped. It was all yeah. kind of in there together. By the way, you pronounce it Chimre DK, Okay. the wide receiver from, okay. from Wisconsin. Look at Chimre you. DK. You are, in addition to being the chief meteorologist, yes. you are the pronunciation specialist on the show. Yeah, if you Google their name and then okay. pronunciation after it, it'll It'll do wonders for you. Uh, the um, so, but uh, <laughs> um, but I, but I do think I'll say this: the the off season and Mike Norvell went through this, and and maybe Cristobal will, and certainly Billy is going through it right now. This is an off season of okay, guys. This is our team. Everything you read is going to be I'm fired. Everything you're going to read is we now suck. Everything you're going to read is we're going to be picked. Now there's no divisions. There's just 16 teams. Be picked the 10th. 15th? We're going to be picked 10th or 11th. 10th out of 16. Yeah, you right. think that high? Yeah. It may be lower. At, at the highest. Yeah, at at the the high- high- I would think at the highest. So I mean, gonna- you do bring back your quarterback. Yeah. That yeah. usually helps. But, you, but we're not going to be picked. We're not going to be looked at as a good team. But the national writers hated Mertz a year ago, even though he played well. Yeah. And I don't know that they're going That's a to really good all of a sudden go, well, I was wrong. Let's yeah, put Mertz and Florida nobody up says, higher. Nobody says they're wrong. But no. that is a really good point. The writers that wanted so badly – to be wrong about – I mean, Matt Hayes, you know I love my man Matty. Matty's still, still going to tell you Mertz is no good. You know, so, so – and Dennis Dodd probably will too. So it will be interesting to see how that whole thing works. But that's going to be the, the narrative. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to get this – I got a thought or two about NFL, a different thought as we get through the final three games of the season. How important is it to play well now? Because we saw the Jaguars find their stride about now. Maybe a game or two before now, right? So um, how important is that, and, how, and can you refine that if you feel like you've lost that? We'll talk about it. Stay with us. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on the Frangie Show. Brought to you by AC Designs, voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville. And I'm Lauren Brooks. We are live here. RJ Saunders back at Tintin XL headquarters playing all the country classics. Yeah, this would be Brenda Lee, right? 
Is this rocking around? Yes. The Chris- yeah, yeah, Brenda Lee. You dropping Brenda Lee. I know that I'm stuff. To, you're not afraid to drop Brenda Lee. I have a. I told you I don't love all Christmas music, but the Christmas music that I like, I know it very, very well. By the way, I didn't realize that the you know Home Alone, the famous scene when Macaulay Culkin has the the aftershave on his face, and yeah. they're playing. The Drifters. I never realized that was the Drifters Christmas song that is very prominently featured in Home Alone. I, I, I love I, the Drifters, but I'd never connected them to the Christmas song. Yeah, you, you're a cl- you like weird stuff. You like a, a variety. I mean, the Drifters are fifties. Oh yeah, not even I lo- 60s. and I love they're the 50s. Drifters. Yeah, yeah 50s, absolutely love the Drifters. But yeah, I just never knew they did that Christmas song in Home Alone. You know, when we talk about teams hot, Hayes, the Buffalo Bills are only eight and six. And maybe you said this already. Maybe you said this earlier in the week. Um, it might have been, I know I heard someone say this, and I don't pay a lot of attention to you, so you might have been the one that did. Yeah. Um, they may be the totally th- fair. They, they, they may be the toughest out going, yet they may not get in. That's the thing; they're on the outside looking in, yeah. but they just beat the Chiefs and Cowboys, and uh, so obviously, they're they may end up overtaking Miami and winning the East. I mean, they are on the outside looking in, but I think most people would bet today that they're going to find their way in, and they're probably going to find their way to playing deep into the tournament. Because they're doing what you need to be doing. They're playing their best football of the year at the perfect time. The question, and, and I'm looking at the, I think I looked at this the other day. Of the 16 AFC teams, 11 or 7 and 7 or better? Right, and we also talked 11. about, this was something we talked about before Buffalo beat Dallas. Right. If you look at point differential, everybody basically from the Jaguars down through the 11 seed Bills we're hovering around about a plus anywhere from plus four to plus 20 point differential. The Bills are at like plus 140. Right. I mean, they've just killed teams. When they, when they win, they kill the opponent. And when they lose, they barely lose. So, again, Buffalo is, is a very good team. And if they can start – well, they have started to figure out. But if this is what they truly are, again, they were thought to be the best team in September. Then they went through the lull. So, yeah, here in December, they've righted the ship, and they may be they may be a top-five team in the NFL, which is crazy to say because they're not in the tournament as of today. So, uh, But I, I, you do not want them getting in. They, of, of all the teams that if the Jaguars do end up the four seed, you absolutely do not want to see Buffalo coming in here as the five. I know the Jaguars beat them in London. Right. But, but that feels that like be, forever ago. Well, that would be – Buffalo would be favored in the game. Oh, I absolutely. I mean, there, there'd be no doubt in my mind Buffalo would be a four-point favorite. I think the Bills get in because of their remaining schedule. At the Chargers, the Chargers have nothing left. Easton Stick is playing quarterback, and they're not very good, even when Justin Herbert was playing. Uh, so that's definitely a win. The Bills play host to the Patriots. Win. That's a win. And then the Bills are at the Dolphins. That's a tougher game, but the way the Bills are playing, I think they're playing a lot better than the Dolphins are. Yeah. But if they lose, they're ten and seven, and is that enough to get right. in? Yeah, they're, it they're, might be, but it's a weird day. I mean, if you go right through these AFC teams, right? You talked about the East team. The Jets and New England are out, obviously. Baltimore is already in. They're going to win the division. They may have the first overall seat. Uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati. Cleveland's, Pittsburgh. Cleveland's in now. Are, are they? Are there any in? Well, not clinched, oh, right. but they're, yeah. if right. the season ended today, they're Yeah, in. right. So Cleveland's 9-5. and five. Cincinnati's 8-6. and six. But my point is they're both pretty good. They're both playing well right now. That's the point of the topic. Um, Indianapolis playing pretty well right now. Houston, you don't know because C.J. Stroud's out. Jacksonville, according to everybody, is a team that's not playing very well right now. Remember, one thing about Sunday's game, 
it's a team that's lost three in a row playing a team that's won three in a row. And so, so playing well is important now. Kansas City's not playing very well right now. They're a team that's not playing well, but they're still Kansas City. Denver, where would you put them? Playing well. Playing well. I, I don't think they're going to make it in. But I don't either. But if you're Buffalo, you have to worry about what Denver's doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was that little confrontation on the sidelines between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. It seems like everything's fine, but you never know if that's going to carry and, over. And it was unusual, man. That, that's, two, that's two iconic people going at it. You know, I, I thought that was – a veteran coach will rarely go after a veteran quarterback, not publicly. Anyway. Well, what was interesting is that Russell didn't – come back at no, him did. during it. Well, that's kind of so, who he is. I don't know. Yeah, but it made me wonder, like, is it – was it something directed specifically at Russell Wilson or was it just a venting of the situation? It happened after the right guard was offside. That's hard to blame on Russell Wilson. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, how is he supposed to see from his vantage point right. that the right guard – is six inches lined up ahead of where he should be. As a quarterback, you can ask your quarterback to do an awful lot. You can't ask the quarterback to know if the right guard is lined up. I mean, they just they doesn't have the depth of perception to see that. So, I, you know, it was weird in that I don't know if it was Pey- – you know, I, I think Peyton was upset because Russell Wilson had to burn a timeout when they were at mi- midfield because then he didn't have the timeout to challenge whether Javante Williams got in. Uh, when he got tackled at, like, the inch line. So I don't know if, if it came back to that. But the fact that Russell Wilson was taking it told me it must not be all that pointed directly at Russell Wilson. Because there was another coach standing right next to Russell yeah. Wilson who looked like, you know, he had just been scolded by his, you know, father as well. So And Peyton didn't address it in the post game. They asked him multiple right. times, and he wouldn't address it. So that also left a bit of mystery. By the way, back to the Dolphins, who I think it was the last week or the week before, I said, oh, yeah, the Dolphins could be one of the best teams in the NFL. And then they promptly lost to the Titans. This is how the Dolphins finished their season. Play host to the Cowboys, at the Ravens, and then, like I just said, they have the Bills at home. Yeah, okay. That's a tough well, so if They, they had go, an easy schedule early, but if, that's right. So they're, if they go 0-3... They've got ten wins right now. The Dolphins. They'd finish ten and seven. Correct. Yeah, and they're they may go from leading the division to potentially out. Yes, yeah. that is a certainly a possibility. Because I, I think there will be a ten and seven team that does not get in, and it may be this team. It may be. The, I'll, I'll That's why you got to win the division. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this: this week, boy, oh boy, what a weekend! I mean, in terms of that, in terms of, I mean, all three will be. What a jockeying for position week! Because there's usually by now more than one of, uh, almost no one's clinched. The Ravens have clinched a spot, right? But there's very there's very little of that, you know, right. that have that have clinched. It's going to be fascinating because it's a race so tight, yeah. that it's going to come down to the final moments of Week 18, and uh, you just hope that for the Jaguars' sake, beat Tampa, beat Carolina. Hopefully, Indianapolis loses one of its next two. Hopefully, Houston loses one of its next two, and then you're really sitting pretty going into Nashville. Right. It's funny because. It- a lot of years that week 18 game or back then it was week 17, but now week 18 game is not all that important and not this year whatsoever. By the way, the news that all Gator fans have been on pins and needles hang on, hang about on. I all want day. Some drama. Okay. Hang on. Breaking. <laughs> okay. DJ Lagway has committed to and signed with the university of Florida. <laughs> There was no drama in the so, end. Someone thought someone out there was going, Frangie wouldn't be clowning around if right. all of a sudden he left. Yeah. Very true. He said it on ESPN, too. He's signing with Florida. He's excited to play with Billy Napier. So there you go. I still haven't seen anything with Isaiah Williams, so I'll keep you posted on that. Our buddy Holt Harrell sent me this, and, and he's dead on. DJ Lagway 
will be the most beloved Gator yes. of all time. And, and I can if t- he ends up being good because of where he yeah. is signing, right? And and the and I and I, I mean and I, beacon and I, of light and hope that he has now become and for I, the Gators fan base. And I can tell you this: I can tell you that what I was told today that the money he turned down to stay true to Florida would blow your mind. What did the Tennessee kid allegedly get? Like Nico, $8 million. I was told the money – the Nico kid got $8 million. I was told the money that DJ Lagway turned down today – I don't know specifically who from. I got some ideas. But the money he turned down, the, the multiple offers he turned down today for multiple people would blow your mind if you heard it. Would blow your mind if you heard the money. He said, nope, I'm staying where I – I committed to Florida. I I'll commit to those places. Yeah, I'll yeah. take the money. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but uh, interesting stuff, isn't it? So. Absolutely. And, you know, hopefully it goes, Hopefully he's rewarded for this. Yeah. You know, hopefully it's not. Absolutely. He goes there. He barely plays. He doesn't really fit in with the offense. They go four and eight. Napier's fired. Yeah. Lagway's in the portal, but he didn't play particularly well. So what's, you know, does, you know where's the interest going to come from? Oh. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Well, hopefully well, this works out for DJ Lagway. Oh and for Billy Napier in the University oh. of Florida. And, and hopefully he's able to – look, I mean, he could be sensational mm-hmm. as a freshman. Well, uh, Absolutely. And, and I think in a limited role. I don't well, think he's going to be the starter. Well, I'll tell you guys this. For what it, this is a for what it's worth moment, okay? Just a, just a dude with an opinion. But I told you all, I went I'm, – because I'm, because I'm stupid and I got no life, and that's a bad combination, stupid and no life. But I watched all that tape of Mertz. I'm being serious about this. And I told you all, Mertz pretty good. I had C.J. Stroud last year against Maryland, and I told you after that game, he's pretty good. Well, I've only watched 12 trillion hours of Lagway. I, I hate to admit that. I, I'm sorry I'm admitting that. I shouldn't admit that. It makes me a, a get-a-life guy. But he's freaking good now. I don't know how much, I don't know how much, I don't know how much tape you've watched he's, of him. He's incredible. He's but, the max preps yeah. player of the but, year. But if yeah. you watch the, the country, if you watch yeah. any tape, like watch yeah, one. He throws you, a beautiful deep ball. I mean, ball. he he's is big. I mean, yeah. I mean again, he is really good now. And I mean, he's I mean, smart I'm just, too. Yeah, and he, I mean, he, but I'm he, that too. But I, I'm telling, I, I can't see that on tape. But I've watched the tape. I mean, he knows where to go with the football. He knows when to run. I mean, when he's, not to he's run. a really. I'm just telling you. He's a, so one, I, that's a hobby of mine, and I'm just telling you. He's, are you going to go Bino Cook here and predict two Heismans <laughs> no, no, for DJ Lagway? No, I'm not like doing Ron that. Paulus. I'll win Ron Paulus. So uh, do you but, think? But I'm just telling you, he's a good player. I mean, he's he, a good he is a unbelievable prospect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think Napier prospect. had to tell Lagway with Mertz coming back? I promise, I'm going to get you playing time. Do you think that's a conversation uh, my, that had to happen? Here's my guess. Okay. Here's my guess. My guess: this kid is so mature. The dad seems so mature that a he wouldn't need that, and B, that he would that he, a, he wouldn't need that, and B, he knows he's going to get the play in time. That doesn't he, he won't be the he knows he's not starting. He's not starting the Miami game, barring injury to Mertz. He knows he's not starting the Miami game. He also knows he's probably going to start twenty five or thirty games based on how early he comes out right at Florida. So I don't think he, it's a good question, Lauren. I don't think you'd need to tell him. I think there's a maturity in his his people, him, the dad. I don't think you'd need it. It's Chris Leak. Chris Leak was never promised he was going to start. And Ingle Martin started the season. But he, there was a maturity about him. I, but nowadays, there's, like you said, there's so much money being yeah, offered. Yeah. And there's so many other schools saying, yep. you'll start if you come here. I yeah. promise you, you'll start if you and, come and, here. Mertz is going to start there. Here's the other thing, too. For, for me, for me, <laughs> I, for all the things you don't like about Billy Napier, he's so freaking old school. And he's so methodical. I don't think he'd tell a kid he's going to start. Even though he should have some, you know what I mean? 
I think he doesn't strike you as a guy that, nope, uh, principles, well, you got to work, got to earn it, got to earn it, got to work, we're accountable. Don't you think? Yeah, I would, yeah, I mean, I would, I would think so. Again, I, Lagway, I, I think is, for whatever reason, he's got a great connection with Billy Napier, and yeah. that won the day. That, and that's and right. look, I mean, I'm sure Florida has taken care of him. So now he may have been able to get more to go elsewhere, but, you know, I, I don't think he's hurting uh, <laughs> financially. Um, and uh, But, yeah, I mean, look, he's – that's what, if Florida is going to dig their way out of this, because right. we know they're not digging it out from the trenches because right. their trenches are substandard. We know they're not digging it out from some amazing group of receivers and yeah. defensive backs because yeah. they don't have that. But if you've got a phenom at quarterback, yeah. right. that gives you a lot of mulligans in a game. Yeah, and and I- if he's able to be that kind of player, again, I think in a 80-20 role with Mertz, but if it's third and one and you're able to bring Lagway in and he can hit an explosive run and, yeah. and he certainly right. gives you the element of the pass – I mean, it, so. it, absolutely. Red zone-wise, yeah. where Graham Mertz really doesn't give you a whole lot in terms of a running threat. Yeah, I mean, from a situational football standpoint, yeah. there's going to be things Lagway can uh, do by the way, that should certainly enhance Florida's offense. But quickly, I'm a big Mertz fan, as you all figured out now for the last six months. But red zone – Last quor- year. Last year, absolutely. But red zone quarterbacking, when you can't run and have average arm strength, is hard. Uh, I mean – because you can't drive it in there, and you can't run it in there. So, so there. I, I mean, I, I'll admit that. But that's the one thing that the quarterbacks with average arms uh, have that. So, so DJ Lagway goes to Florida. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back. We'll talk a little bit about hoops when we come back. Uh, more uh, Jags, the Bucks, a lot of things to get to. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on The Frangie Show. Brought to you by AC Designs. Voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville. Frank, shouldn't this be your favorite it should. Christmas song? Yes. You know, I've never seen him do it live. Because I've never seen him like in December. Right. This is so good. Turn that up, RJ. Yeah, it's good. I'm dumb. Shame on me for it not. No, this. no, it doesn't. It just obviously. It's, it's, on the, it's high on the list. Bruce Springsteen, your favorite artist, singing a Christmas song. But I think we all have Christmas songs that are more nostalgic for us. And your your favorite, well, your favorite's Alabama. So my favorite all-time Christmas song is. Uh, is that nostalgic? No. Okay. I mean, I mean <laughs> nowadays for me, everything kind of is. But, uh, but um, no, no, I just love the song. I love the song. Well, I'm sure you will hear that on Friday when we close the show. Frank Ranger, Hayes, Carline, RJ Saunders, I'm Lauren Brooks. We are live here at Island Wing, Bartram, RJ, back at Timson XL headquarters. You want to talk a little hoop? little gator hoop? Ooh. Or do you want to keep talking about DJ Lagway and all that he Ooh. means for the University of Florida? Listen, our whole show has been Trevor – Concussion, Bucks, three in a row, three in a row, and Jags, Gators, who signed who? FSU losing a guy to Georgia, Georgia getting all the guys, FSU getting fifth. We've talked about everything, so it almost sounds crazy to talk about basketball now when you got all these signing classes and concussion and gigantic game between the Jags and the Bucks. But what a game last night. 
What I mean, the Florida basketball game last night. What a what a game. What a, what a game. By the way, FSU beats UNF. UNF played well in that game. They, they hung around that game. Yeah, they, I thought it would be a lot closer than that. Yeah, but, I, I didn't think they could. Yeah, hang. you you were right. Yeah. I, certainly, UNF can shoot. It's just it's yeah. going to be it's difficult. Hard. That, yeah, it's not a UNF. They're outmanned. Right. An A Sun game. An A Sun team against a Power Five team is hard. It's always it's always going to be hard. It's always the the resources are so different. It's going to be hard. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, I think there have been times when Florida Gulf Coast has been right, right. very close to Power Five teams. But either way, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Florida, I think what we saw last night, if what we saw last night is going to be this team this season, Frank, we saw guys that made clutch shots or made clutch blocks, and that is what they have been missing. They've been, they've been skating by at times with some victories, but this, I think, showed just how clutch they can be. And for people that missed the game, it was double overtime. Florida beat Michigan 106-101. to 101. I mean, in the college basketball, you don't see two teams in – in triple figures very often. Double overtime. Both teams had nine-point leads after halftime. Michigan at first. Florida came back. Florida had one later. Michigan came back. Two or three times I thought Florida had the game won. Yep. And in they, regulation. In regulation. Yeah. They're, up four in, they're up four under a minute. Yep. And they blew it, and Michigan came back. That Is it Doug McMillan? Doug, Doug McMillan. McDaniel. Oh, is he good? Where did he come from? <laughs> I'm sure I mean, some another school. I mean, I my, yeah, of look. course, yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, is he good? And so yeah, Doug D U G. Yeah, Doug. In fact, I thought they were saying Pug at first. Ah, oh, gotcha. Saw, but anyway, so um, but anyway, Florida found a way to win the game. That's a gigantic win. For regard again, I think it's probably two bubble teams or close to it. I don't think either one of them are going to win the SEC or the Big Ten. But the fact that it was a pa- first Power Five team he's ever come back to beat, first Power Five team he's ever beaten out of the league. I think, right? No, they beat FSU last year, didn't they? Yeah. But, 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 anyway, but anyway, so so they found a way to win the game. The point being uh, two or three things. Number one, they won the game. They found their five at the end of the game. You watched the game, right? You watched the end of it anyway. Mm-hmm. They found their five at the end of the game. Sorry, Riley Kugel, and, so, and sorry, sorry, toughest nails, Micah Hanglogden. <laughs> but they but – they, but, Well, he fouled out. Yeah, he, he did. But, but they found their five. But he's a great rebounder. Uh, he's a very good rebounder. But they're – but it, but certainly, oh, let me put it this way: maybe maybe Hen logged in instead of Condo. But but they found their four, and then we'll figure out one. Pullen, Clayton, and Richard are their three. Sorry, Riley Kugel. Riley Kugel's a great athlete. He'd be a great wide receiver. He's a great run and jump guy. He's Scotty Lewis 2.0, but he's not a great basketball player. And I know, and he's a little bit of a powder. So if they don't start him, maybe there's a problem. But. He doesn't have the basketball. He's got amazing athleticism. But he doesn't have the basketball skills the other ones have. Richard's not very athletic, but he's a better basketball player, better basketball stuff. And the other two guys, Clayton and Pullen, have to play all the time. I'd play him. I mean, I might. Zion Pullen hadn't been starting. He's got to start now. I might take him out if he's hyperventilating (laughs) for a minute. But he's got to play. Zion Pullen and Clayton have got to play. Almost all of the time. Well, I, I hope they don't give up on Kugel, who is struggling. Oh, 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 he was 2 oh, oh, of 10 yeah. from the field. Oh, they're not, he's not going to give up on him. But he is a – look, I mean, again, last year he was a real bright spot. And For sure. I think he's just – he's having trouble fit, finding his role. And that can happen uh, in a college basketball season. It's a long season. Certainly, I think, you know, y- y- obviously he's struggling. So you, you obviously adjust because of that. But, uh, but I, I think Riley Kugel is still going to have big moments for Florida's basketball team. So, again, I think it's encouraging that you get four points and three turnovers out of Kugel and you still beat a team like Michigan. It's great in terms of the program. 
Uh, Todd Golden mentioned last night they now have three wins in uh, quad one or quad two. Uh, they didn't have any at this time last year. Uh, they're plus 11 on the glass. They just continue to be a sensational rebounding team. And, uh, you know, I, I think in looking at it, they've got a lot of pieces. You know, Samuel is, is really becoming a great player. He's a liability at the foul line. Uh, so Golden's going to have to be mindful of that late in games when he can if, if Han Logden hasn't fouled out. Um, Pullen's incredible. Clayton's obviously had his moments where he's really shined. So, I mean, I think you look at it, they're 8-3. and three. They're going to be 10-3 and three heading into SEC play. You go 10-8 and eight in the SEC is like the floor of what it should be. And uh, that would be 20-11 and 11 going into the SEC tournament, which I think would have them in uh, even if they were one and done in the SEC tournament. So I think they're in great shape, and it's encouraging because you can still see if they can get Clayton and Kugel and Pullen – all working well together. I'm not as big a Richard guy as you are. No, I'm, then, not, I'm not a big Richard uh, guy. Then I, to me, that's where potentially they could be outstanding because the front court right. pulling, uh, I mean, Kondo, uh, Samuel, and Han Logden, that's sensational. Yeah. What they, if those three guys stay healthy, they're going to have a great front court. And uh, so if they can get pulling Clayton and Kugel going, they are. I mean, they are going to be spectacular. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I I think I like Kugel better more than Richard. But I've watched Kugel enough now. I don't think he's a skilled basketball player. I think he's a marvelously skilled athlete. He's Scotty Lewis to me. See, I think last year he was. I mean, once Castleton was injured, he was the star of the show. He and, was. And he came up huge in multiple games. I want to say he had at least like three or four games of twenty points in a he row did, at the did. end of last he season. Did. But I think. It, Todd Golden is still learning his team, and that's the good and the bad of it, right, is when you have that much turnover from your season a year ago, you have to still figure out, okay, who do I need to play when? And and Condon at times is really good, and I think he's a great rebounder, but I don't know that he's the best defensively at times either, and so I think he's still figuring all that stuff out. But the plus on the plus side, you did beat a Michigan team in the Jumpman Invitational and now you do go into SEC play after these next two games, I think with a lot more confidence than had you lost that game because you did, like you said, you did have a a decent lead. But I just loved watching. So I got to watch the first half at work and then pretty much the entire rest of it at home. They, They didn't have, other than Castleton last year, they haven't had a guy that was willing to put the team on his back and say, give me the basketball and I'm going to make the shot or I'm going to drive it to the hoop. They haven't had that. Now they have guys that I think they have multiple guys that are talented enough to say, Todd or coach, whatever, I I want the ball late game situation or I'm going to make the three at that point in time. They haven't had that. I think, too, if they can shoot it, that they were one out of eight from three to start the game. They're not – once again, they're not going to be a good shooting team. Yeah, Kugel, Richard, and Clayton were a combined 4-21 shooting the three. Yeah, yeah. And they still beat Michigan. And they still won the game. So they'll – Kugel, I don't think he'll ever be a good three-point shooter. He can make some. Richard, I think, will be a good three-point shooter, but he's not athletic enough to do the other stuff. I agree with you. I, I just – but I think down the stretch, he's going to be in the game because he can make free throws. And by the way, they got to do something about the free throws. I mean, you Well, can't. Samuel is the real problem. Right. I mean, he was three of eight. I mean, he's I probably around 40-something percent on the year. Uh, he's just an incredible liability. They said on the broadcast, and the analyst was spot on, foul him. Yeah. Right. I mean, anytime he gets well, the ball yeah. and you're down, foul him. Well, the one is, yeah. it's, he's only going to make one, yeah, the, it, one it, it, it best. It's the one moment 
Dave O'Brien and Debbie Antonelli was a great crew, by the way. And so, but Antonelli, who's the analyst, the minute, late in the game, he had the ball. She said, foul him, to your yeah. point. But they got, like, thankfully, he got rid of it fast enough. And Clayton made the three. Yeah. That's when Clayton, that he got rid of the Clayton, and yeah. Clayton made the three. That, that was the time he made the three. And, uh, and, I, when I, and I thought, when that happened, that they probably had the game one. But if they, I think Samuel's so good. Yeah, he's really good. He's really, really good. Really I agree good. with you. He's, a, he's, a, he's an NBA player. Yes. Because he can shoot, he can handle. Now, nowadays, 6'10 guys got to go play on the floor and handle. So I, I think he's a very good. I think he's good too. The, the, to me, Pullen and Samuel are their two best players. Clayton's electric. Um, Kugel's their best athlete, but I think those two guys are good. But that was a big win for them. They're going to be ten and three now when they start league play, which means if you go ten and eight in the league, you're twenty and nine. Is that right? Yeah. It's, no, no. 20, twenty and eleven. Twenty and eleven. You're twenty and eleven. You're probably a seven or eight seed, which is which is the best. Case, which is the ceiling? Wouldn't you say? I don't think it's the ceiling, but I think it's a. I think it would be a successful year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think if 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 they ever fire on all cylinders, yeah. they can beat anybody in the SEC. They can really score, which is again something we haven't said about a Florida be, basketball be, team. It's funny though, Lauren. They they can't. They score a lot of points, but they can't shoot. I, I'm not sure how they're doing it. <laughs> well, they, offensive rebounds. That's yeah. the thing. They have multiple chances almost every time yeah, down the yeah, court, and yeah. that is when a guy like Samuel can step yeah. in or Han Logton can step in and. I mean, yeah, they don't have the best three-point shooters by any means. But, again, last night when they needed someone to make a shot, they made it. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, let's reset signing day. Let's reset Jags. Uh, injury updates, we'll do that coming up in the third hour of the program. This is 1010XL, and it's 92.5 FM. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Here, that means it's time for more football. Football! Football at 5. 5 o'clock somewhere. On the Frangie Show. Welcome back to the program. we got an hour to go. We're live here at Island Wing Company in Bartram. Our show is always brought to you by AC Design on all these Wednesdays. They are the best place. The number one AC designer, the one, number one HVAC company in all of Jacksonville. Uh, AC Design, our sponsor, always an AC Design Wednesday on the program. Frangie and Carlion. Brooks, RJ Saunders with you. Um, uh, the news of the day is signing day. Uh, you know by now a quick uh, update. Uh, Amaris Williams went from Florida to Auburn. Adarius Hayes from Florida to Miami. Um, Isaiah Williams from Florida to Texas A&M. They lost all those guys today. K.J. Bolden from FSU to Georgia. They lost him today. Those are the newsy ones, I think, today. Uh, D.J. Lagway did go to Florida. That's the big news for the Gators. Uh, other than that, they got everybody they expected, as did FSU. Those were the news stories. L.J. McRae, the number one defensive lineman in the country from Daytona Beach Mainland, uh, has held out and has not said what he's going to do. But it now looks like, according to Steve Wiltfong, who's uh, from 24-7, maybe the uh, – He would know. He's like the national director. Yeah, he's the number one guy. And he says that he believes it's now, from what he's hearing, that Lagway – I'm sorry, that, that um, L.J. McRae is going to sign with Florida. Uh, hearing uh, L.J. McRae is expected to sign his letter of intent with Florida very soon. Uh, and so, um, Lauren, you made him at this point of all. He might have been waiting on Lagway. I mean, he might, even though he's not a receiver, he's not an right, offensive right. guy. But, but we've talked all about how Lagway is this year's Pied Piper, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, and he yeah. wasn't able to keep everyone, I'm sure, that he wanted to be in this class. 
But if I'm LJ McCray, I'd probably make sure that DJ Lagway right. is committing and signing with Florida, not committing, signing with Florida before I announce my commitment. You just want to make sure that the, the guys you thought were going to the right. school end up signing and, and staying true to their word. As for the numbers overall, Georgia number one is the, the expectations FSU. Lauren, I think you said number five. Uh, Florida State, very good year under Mike Norvell. 14 four-stars, I think, is the number. Uh, Currently, they, FSU is sixth. I guess okay. Texas and Oregon have jumped up. So right now it has yeah, Georgia give, one. This is the 24-7 yeah, yeah. sports composite. Georgia one, Alabama two, Ohio State three, Oregon four, Texas five, Florida State six, Miami seven, and Florida still – or did Florida drop – wait, drop. Florida's probably like 16th now, yeah. something like that. And give – and why, why – Oh, she, still 15th, okay. And, uh, just, and give FSU Miami credit now. That's good company. When, when, anytime you hear a college football list that starts with Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, when, when that's the first three on, on a Georgia football list, whatever topic you're talking about, those are the, those are the three premier teams of the last decade. They are the three. Those are the three. The, the three premier pro. The three premier programs of the last decade in America are Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, in whatever order you want to put them in. Clemson was in that group, kind of fell out a little bit. Oklahoma had been in that group, fell out a little bit. Looked like USC was coming up to that group and didn't. But you're ahead of Oklahoma, who you mentioned, LSU right. and Clemson. Right. So if you're FSU and Miami, you're so, ahead of all of them. So the Knowles and the Canes really uh, have done a good job. And it looks like the playoff committee just took away two five-stars from FSU. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, Georgia did, I suppose, earlier. All right, coach me a little bit, Hayes. I'm coachable. So Florida on this list is 15. Is that including L.J. McRae? Is yes. That they, okay, so that will include him. So when he signs, yeah, it so won't change any. Correct. If they yep. lose him, then it will change. That's immensely. right. Okay. Yep. So, so, so. And Isaiah Williams, the wide receiver, who earlier in the show, it was thought right. that he would be Correct. flipping from Florida to Texas A&M. That was accurate. He is going to be an Aggie. Yeah. So, so anyway, so we'll see what happens. But, uh, but that's the list uh, for all the schools right now. Um, and we'll see what winds up happening. Uh, in, in the And remember now. Because of this portal, number one, you could also sign a high school guy in February. There's, there is a signing day in February. So That's right. it's not it's not over, but I don't think are there any are there any high school guys of note that are, are waiting? Not that I'm aware of on anybody's radar that Florida, Florida State, Georgia, you know, is is really intrigued by. So I I wouldn't I would think in Florida's case, you're not paying any attention to that. Yeah. It's all portal yeah. and whatever scholarships you still have in the eighty five they're all going to go to veteran players. I would think that's how it's going to be. Georgia, Florida State, their rosters are – well, Georgia certainly is way more set. Maybe they look at the February signing period right. to add, you know, a player that in terms of traits that they like. I would think for Florida State it's probably whatever scholarships you have, put it towards the portal uh, because they're losing so much talent off of this great team. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, w- I would think it would be very quiet in February – there isn't some blockbuster name off the top of my head. There may be somebody that right. USC and UCLA are fighting over in Fresno, but for the se- the southern portion of recruiting, there's no one I can think of that's going to carry a lot of weight in the February signing period. Other news with Florida, in addition to uh, uh, the word all over the Internet now that Mark Hockey, the, the strength coach, is being reassigned. Right. So they're going to go hire a strength coach. And it looks like the Tulane defensive line coach, Gerald Chapman, is going to be the new D-line guy. So that's moving. No word yet on offensive staff changes. But right, and, and Billy Napier is getting ready to meet with the media any minute. Uh, I think he's running a little late. So he'll be asked yeah. about He hasn't met with reporters since the FSU loss. Right. 
a lot of ground to cover. Right. So while Billy Napier is going to want this to be, hey, let me tell you about my class and the guys that signed. Right. There's a lot of a lot of housekeeping, and it's going to start with, are you still the play caller? Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, let's get to some Jaguar stuff. No word on Trevor Lawrence. Do you think there will be a word tomorrow? Obviously, he's still in the. Doug Peterson said still in the pro, still in the protocol, progressing well. That's all he said. And then Doug said, if you heard the whole the whole cut. That he and, and Gibby's been playing him in all the updates, and so you've, you've heard him in the updates. But if you've heard the updates, you've heard Doug say um, he's got to get through all the testing. So that what that tells me is he's accomplished everything but the testing. And again, I'm reading into it here. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can test it. once per day. That's it. Yeah, right. So so it's a, I get the impression that he's he's probably close. Um, who knows? I'll say that. No mystery games. But I mean, my my if I'm guessing, that would be my guess. Would it be your guess. Uh, my guess is because also C.J. Beathard said Trevor's doing better. He was in the yeah, building today, yeah. even though he wasn't at practice, that things are going according to plan. I don't know not enough about his – because we didn't see exactly when it happened and, right, and right. all that. I don't know enough to, to judge whether or not he'll be cleared by Sunday. But here. it seems like you know the, there are positive things being said and optimism being spread. He didn't practice at all today. Um, that's not a surprise. It doesn't eliminate him from playing on Sunday. But if he's a did not practice tomorrow, I would start to get worried. And if he doesn't practice Friday in any form or fashion, I'm not sure he's going to have enough time to clear the steps he's going to have to clear. So, you know, I would think the next 24 hours are, are pretty pivotal in terms of whether they'll have Trevor Sunday against Tampa Bay. Other issues, we've talked so much about injuries and so much about Trevor. Other injuries, I think, that are in play or – or other, let me rephrase that, other topics that are in play, can they find a way to run the football? Uh, Doug finally did allow this week what we've all kind of guessed. The offensive line just hasn't, hasn't come together. Part of it's they've had to change it out so many times. Part of it is they just haven't played well. I think we all know now, guard, center, guard, they've struggled. Left guard, they've had a bunch of guys in there. Uh, Luke Fortner's not had a good year. I don't think anybody would debate that at this point. Brandon Sheriff's had a good, not great year, had an okay year. So, that's the question, and, and, and Doug made the point. It's not uh, Travis Etienne's been banged up, but it's not him missing holes. It's not Dearness Johnson missing. It, it's, not, it's not a running back thing. It's an offensive line thing, which we've all su- assumed, and Doug kind of allowed that uh, in the press. Yeah, and, and I, I get that Doug wants cohesiveness out of the unit, but I'm at the point now where how can it hurt to play Tyler Shatley at center? You know he can do it. He's been in the, you know, building for a decade now, it feels like. And, I think it has been that long. And, and Luke Fortner is, is I mean, it's, it's bad right now. I mean, you know, he's, he's certainly a cerebral player, but, you know, physically, it's just not there. And if the center is, is getting nothing, it's, it's, it's almost impossible for uh, anything to work between the tackles. And so, I mean – if you do have a healthy Walker Little who can play left tackle, Ezra Cleveland's healthy, he can play left guard. At this point, I don't know what the harm is in seeing if putting Tyler Shatley in there gives you at least some extra room in the run game. He's played a lot of center. So it's not like you're asking him to do something that he's never done before. And when Tyler Shatley has played, it, 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 there's never been a – a, a real serious question about can he move people in the run game? I mean, Luke Fortner, whether he's playing through an injury, you know, I, I don't know. But it's 
if somebody's playing poorly and, and you've given them all this time to come out of whatever slump it is, I mean, you're now in the nitty-gritty. You're out of mulligans. I mean, you lose one game, you may be out if, if Indianapolis runs the table here or Houston. I, I just – I'd consider it. I, I know it flies in the face of cohesiveness because everybody's used to Fortner being at center. But, man, it's just – it's so it's, – it's, it's so concerning right now that, yeah, you do have a veteran that's played in a lot of games and started a lot of games at center. He's always been a backup. But when Tyler Shatley has played center, he has been effective. If he can just be average, he'll help you in the run game because right now you're not getting average at the center position in the run game. Yeah, I think I asked you guys weeks and weeks ago, like, should Tyler Shatley play instead of Luke Fortner since they're getting no push whatsoever? But here's why, especially if C.J. Beathard plays, that Shatley should play because that's, those are the two guys that have worked together since July. Shatley, because he's the backup, to your point, has been snapping the ball to C.J. Beathard for months now and for a lot of last year, too, other than when Shatley played left guard. So I think especially if C.J. Beathard plays, Frank, Luke Fortner should be on the bench. Yeah, I will t- but listen now. They're, they're, here, the reality is Phil Rauscher makes that decision, and he's looked really – I mean, if Doug lets Phil decide that, and Phil's looked and looked and looked and looked and decided this is his guy. The big, I, I can tell you the difference. To your point, Tyler Shatley's a big physical guy. Good in the run, covers his guys, they call it, in the run game, but isn't very athletic. So he's a hard guy to run screens with. He's a hard guy to get out in space. The Luke, uh, Luke Ford is a really good athlete, but he's not been a good physical run, run, run blocker. So to your point, Hayes, and yours, Lauren, are you better off just to go with a guy that blocks straight ahead? I will say this. I get the impression they like Shatley more as a guard than a center, even though he is the backup center. I get the impression they like him more for whatever reason. They like him more. Maybe that's just because they like Fortner. So, so we'll see. But uh, you got to find – if you can't run the ball at all and you don't have Trevor, tough sledding. I mean, that, I mean that, 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 if you don't have Trevor, and you, and you may not, uh, it would be tough sledding. So we'll see what winds up happening. We'll take a break. More in a moment. This is 1010XL at 92.5 FM. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. It's an AC Designs Wednesday on the Frangie Show, brought to you by AC Designs, voted best AC and heating company in Jacksonville. Frank Frangie, Ace Carline, Lauren Brooks with you, live from Island Wing Company, Bartram. That's right, we are, and we were just chatting with our friend Tom Stanton, who's wearing a great Christmas shirt. Tom Stanton rocks, okay? You put, you put, Tom Stanton rocks anyway. You stick him in a Christmas shirt, forget <laughs> about it, okay? He told me earlier when I was like, oh, I like your shirt. He's like, I made it. Yeah. And then just now he's like, I made it. I mean, I bought it from Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is the baseball coach at, uh, at Ponte Vedra, uh, one of the best baseball coaches in town and probably – one of the uh, two coaches, along with Zach Osbeck from Snyder, who really helped us start walk-off. I think walk-off is what it is uh, because of those, those great baseball coaches. So we certainly do appreciate, appreciate that. All right, we are, uh, we are uh, winding now. We now have heard that L.J. McCray is going to make his announcement at 545. Uh, Steve Wiltfong believes it will be Florida, which has been all along. Billy Napier, Hayes, 
has waited. His press conference was supposed to be at 435 right after the Alagway announcement. He held off, and now he's going to talk it after closer to 6. So he obviously is waiting on McRae, which means he believes that's where he's going. That's what the tea leaves would certainly tell you, is that Florida believes they're getting L.J. McRae. Billy Napier obviously wants to take that victory lap as, as well he should. Right. And so, yeah, he obviously he cannot talk about L.J. McRae until he has signed a letter of intent with the University of Florida. As soon as that letter of intent is on campus and his possession, then he can get out in front of the media and talk all about it. So, yeah, I would imagine that uh, McRae is 30 min- 25 minutes away from uh, signing on Instagram that he's going to Florida, and then you'll hear Billy Napier's thoughts about a litany of things, offensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, strength coach, defensive line coach. Hot seat. Uh, Hot seat. I think he's got to be asked about Portal. that. Portal. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's before you get to any of the guys that he signed today. I mean, obviously, DJ Lagway, there's going to be a lot of questions about, you know, DJ Lagway. Now he can talk about what's your vision for him next year offensively. Absolutely. I mean, you know, those are all things that now Billy Napier can discuss. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to be one of those things that, you know, these things normally are about 20 minutes, 25 minutes long. So. There's probably going to be some meat left on the bone, unfortunately, for Florida fans because there's so much stuff to get to. It's very unlikely he's going to get to it all today. All right, let's get to the big news. We probably buried it late for people who weren't listening earlier. We had a we had a flag football game last night. Did we win? We did win. Uh, it was uh, it was tight. Sco- score? I want to say it was like 28-21. It was a good game. Okay, good game. Back two, and forth. Two good teams. And, uh, okay. Yeah, it was freezing. I commend the players <laughs> that made the big plays. It was really, I'll say, sometimes these games are a slog. Yeah. This was a game where there was high-level plays being made Both ways. on all sides. Okay. So it was a really fun game to watch. And, uh, yeah, so it was good, and I survived. I don't believe I got sick. Okay. From being in 40-degree weather for an hour and 15 okay. minutes. Jackson Carline, <laughs> can I get stats, please? Yeah, Jackson had a uh, pass breakup early. Nice play there. Uh, and then he had suffered a tailbone injury, something yeah. earlier in the day, yeah. playing neighborhood football right. before his game. That's so not allowed. And so, yeah, no. yeah so we're going to have to have a talking to. Well, so he was uh, not really available in the second half. Yeah. Um, I mean, and so, you know, that's – that's going to be met with a lot of criticism. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> He's sort of the George Pickens now of, yeah, uh, yeah. of the team. You know, yeah, well, you, got, you got to be there for your teammates. He's 11? Uh, he is 13. 13. Last I checked. Okay. <laughs> so, well, 13, uh, let me tell you, a 13-year-old, yeah, there's going to be a fine. I think it's 12 baseball cards. Okay. Yeah. Gets a few pizzas. Okay. Yeah. And I think. Uh, yeah. He nowadays was a it's going to be Madden. Little yeah, yeah. Madden, Madden time. Cash. Madden yeah. Cash. Yeah. Time. Madden, Madden Cash. I mean. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's that brand new video game thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that just came out. Right. Oh yeah. There's that. Good point. There's, yeah. there's screen time. Yeah, there, right. That's why you yeah. punish children. That was unfortunate because he made a nice play early on, and then you know couldn't. The tailbone acted up. I know. Just I mean, he was he was like hopping out there, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to be good. You ever hurt your tailbone? Tailbone hurt. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean a tailbone injuries hurt. Yeah, it does. You know, so. you, you know what they hurt the most? Sitting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get a good tailbone injury, it's hard to sit. Yeah, when I was in seventh grade, I was running a race backwards, and yeah. I put both my wrists down. I started to fall, and I, it shouldn't happen. I put both my wrists down to break the fall, but I also fell on my tailbone, so I ended up with a broken wrist, a sprained wrist, oh, and wow. a bruised tailbone. Oh. Oh, wow. It was not a pleasant and, experience. And, again, this is a dumb question, but any reason why you were running a race backwards? <laughs> it, was at, it was at, you know, whatever. I think it was at the Boys and Girls Club, and the, the race was in the gym, and it was you run yeah. forward, then you run backwards, oh. so that I had to run backwards. 
backwards. There you go. So there it was the go. rule. Interesting stuff. All right, the signing day, we're going to wrap up in just a second. Uh, we will get to more Jags talk as we come up uh, in just a bit. The, uh, the mindset of Jag fan if they lose. Oh, I think it's if they full lose on the panic mode. I yeah. mean, how could it not be? I mean, Particularly it, what the others do. I said this earlier in the program. The Colts are going to win. You're not as, well, you're I'm not, not as, as convinced on that. I think that's like 55% chance the Colts win. What I do think, you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, Hayes. I'm, I'm not convinced. Yeah, I think the Colts are going to beat the Falcons. The Colts are on the road to the Falcons. Taylor Heineke has had some good moments yeah, in his yeah. career, and it, he has talented playmakers. If you just throw the ball up to Kyle Pitts over and over again. And I, the Colts are a great story. They're showing a lot of guts. Right. I don't think they're particularly good. So And Pittman now has a yeah, I mean, really bad concussion. Me, that's a big part. Yeah, that's I mean, the big and thing. And by the way, we didn't talk about it, but KZ was suspended for the rest of the entire season. Yeah. That's right. the same guy that hit Marquise Lee right. and in the preseason years and years ago now. And I didn't remember and that. And knocked yeah. him Blew to kingdom come. Yeah. yeah. So I did that, not remember that guy's going to have, a, 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 I think, a while before he plays even next year, too. That was it. By the way, that was like the uh, – it was really like the Jack Tatum hit. You ever go, oh, you ever, yeah. If you ever watched the Jack Tatum, have you ever watched the Jack Tatum Daryl Stingley hit? You're talking about the Pittman hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you, you ever watched mm-hmm. the Jack Tatum Daryl Stingley? If you've ever watched the Jack Tatum Daryl Stingley hit the paralyzed Daryl Stingley. Oh, this, when you watch Pittman? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the video I he, is yeah. sickening. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the way he gets bent back. Yeah. I mean, it's very. He's it, lucky that it, he is okay. It's very similar to the Tatum. Very similar to the Tatum. It was interesting, by the way. Tom Brady. And his in a tweet almost yep. half blamed the quarterback. Well, it was a bad throw, a yeah. bad decision by yeah. Minshew. Minshew's got a reputation for that. Yeah. that. You know, he throws receivers into bad spots, and you know, again, that was an example of that. So, yeah, yeah I, I think he deserves some blame. Yeah. yeah, for putting Pittman in that situation. Uh, and meanwhile, the Texans play at home against the Browns. I'm not sure they win. I, I, I think, think the Browns win that game because it sounds like Stroud's not going to play. I, Case Keenan so. played fine last week, but yeah. I mean it was the Titans. Yeah, so I think the Browns. I think the Browns. The Browns are just bullies. I mean, yeah, that they're, 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 they're team, very physical. I mean, they are just. Oh. Yes, yeah, so I think. The I wish we could say that about this I team. I mean, yeah. yeah, that the Browns are honestly who the Jaguars should start to try to emulate from a trenches standpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Miles Garrett's yeah. don't grow right. on trees. I get that, but I'm saying in terms of they are just. Nasty, yeah, yeah, and uh, man, they they uh, they're they're impressive. I, that's another team I do not want coming back to Jacksonville. All right, we're going to end the show with Lauren's news and notes. Those news and notes might include an LJ McRae commitment on Instagram Live. Uh, we'll do yeah, that I assume both of you will be watching Instagram Live live to report back to me during news and notes. Do I know how to do that? Do I know? <laughs> of course you do. Okay, so <laughs> I can teach you. There you go. No problem. Uh, back in a moment. Stay with us. The Frangie Show, live from the Hastings Injury Law Firm Studios on 1010XL. Hit back with Hastings. So this What's is going crazy. on in the world? It's time for Frangie Show news and notes. Here's Lauren Brooks. Great selections all day, RJ, when it comes to Christmas music. And I'm picky about Christmas music, and I think you've done a tremendous job. John Lennon. That's right. Happy Christmas. He played my favorite. Mine too? Yeah. Not mine, but that's... What's your favorite? Did not play my favorite yet, but I did want to go. I want to hold that out for Friday. My favorite is Otis Redding's White Christmas. Ah, I do like the Drifters version uh, that I was talking about earlier that's on Home Alone, but Otis Redding's White Christmas is my favorite. I could squeeze its way in on Friday. All right. And I also love, we talked about it already, but Martina McBride's Oh Holy Night. Mm. There's just something just insane about 
I'll, when she plays that I'll song. Bet that probably, that song. I bet that can make its way on All Friday. Right. And I will not be singing alongside her. Don't worry. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but you could probably handle some of those notes. I certainly could not. All right. I saw this over the weekend. We haven't had time to get to it. It's, it's not football on the field related to the Jaguars, but it is Jaguar related. Mayor Deegan said, quote, I think we're going to get a good agreement. And my hope is that we'll get there by spring. End quote. She's, of course, talking about the stadium renovation. And then the Jaguars said in a statement that the negotiations are, quote, proceeding steadily, end quote. It's been a little quiet on that front, and so to me, this was really good news. Yeah, it is good news, and I don't know any more than what they're saying, So, but I would agree with you. I have never at one point doubted that this stadium deal will get done. Never at one point, never at one moment. There will be some gnashing of teeth. There will be some criticism. I've said this before. Whatever deal gets done, there will be people in the in the media realm, in the political realm, that'll say it's a bad deal for the city. I, I can promise you whatever deal gets done, there will be some folks that'll say, ah, city rolled over, ah, we gave too much money to the billionaire, ah. But it'll be a good deal, it'll be the right deal. I've got, I've got real trust in Mark Lamping. I'm a big Lamping fan, and I think Donna Deegan's going to do a great job working with him. So I think it's going to get done. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's hard to believe, but we're only about 100 days from it probably getting done. And I have been so impressed and I commend all parties involved because there hasn't been this, we're going to take it to the public and I'm going to complain about you and you're going to complain about me. Great and call. All this saber rattling that is ridiculous that you see in other cities. Look, I mean, you know. What a great it, take. It could, it could still happen, but we're 100 days away. The, the deal is, is 100 days away from being done. I think the fact that we're here and it's been this you know, uh, co- co- congenial to this point, I think really uh, speaks volumes for the integrity on both sides. And, uh, and again, you know, credit to the, the last administration. They had this inside the 10-yard line. Uh, Mayor Deegan's doing a great job of making sure it gets in the end zone, and, and the Jaguars have done a great job of trying to develop the city and keep the Jaguars here. And, you know, I mean, again, this is a, a 25-year investment and it is going to make this city take a gigantic leap forward in what it can be. That is a great take, Case, on the lack of pettiness that you see sometimes in these. That's a, I hadn't thought about that till you said it. There's been none of that. Now, again, there's going to be the columnists and the, and the media people. They're going to say, how uh, shod, shame on, shame, shame. There'll be the shame on, shame on, shame on. That's in every city. Right. But that, that is a great take. That, that it has been, there, there's been no nastiness at all. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, those columns would get written if, you know, I mean, if, if the city gave Shad Khan $2,000. Right, right. You know, right. They're, they're, those columns right, would get right. written. Those columns well, are going to get written very no point. matter what this deal but, looks but, like. But, the, but the two, to Hayes' point, Lauren, I did a really good take. That the two sides, you don't sense any, you don't sense uh, anything angry. You don't sense any contentiousness. That doesn't mean there won't be some, but you don't sense any at all. Good, well said. No, the fact that they're, it seems like progressing, yeah. that's the most important thing because, but, but, as, go ahead. No, I didn't mean to but to the tone. I think Hayes is talking to the, there's no negative tone. Go ahead. Right, absolutely. And, and that's good because as Mark Lamping told us months ago now, when we were at Jack's Golf and Country Club, the Jaguars and Shad Khan have invested money every single month for the designs to move forward, assuming that, yes, the city is going to sign off on it. And so to the fact that, the tone seems great and everyone seems to be working together. That's huge for the city of Jacksonville. 
All right, so Aaron Rodgers, it seemed like at one point, might play this season. Then yesterday he went on the Pat McAfee show and said if he was 100%, he would be definitely pushing to play. He's not. So in the end, we're not going to see him somehow, someway, be the only person to ever tear an Achilles and then play within 90 days. Yeah, he probably wasn't ever going to do it anyway. But I think the fact that they're not very good probably contributed to that, Hayes. Yeah, I think so. And, and he's making the, the smart choice, you know, and, and the Jets are as well. He's, you know, I still think he's a great player. It's really unfortunate. It derailed their season. Uh, but you just have to focus on you're going to have him next year. You're going to have a chance at this thing next year. If, if Aaron Rodgers starts 17 games in 2024, the Jets, in my opinion, are going to be a playoff team because of everything else that they have. And they're going to add to it. You know, obviously they're going to have a nice draft pick and things like that. So, yeah, it never made sense for Aaron Rodgers to try and rush back from this. That was only going to invite disaster with another season lost in 24. Absolutely. Anthony Richardson, speaking of injured quarterbacks, spoke to reporters for the first time since suffering his shoulder injury October 8th. He said he'd like to be throwing a football in the next month or so. He is currently eight weeks removed from the surgery, which happened October 24th. Yeah, good for him. I, I hope Anthony, God bless him, has had a lot of injuries. He, he's been an injury-prone football player, and hopefully this gets him behind that, beyond that. Whether he turns out to be a really good player, which I think he might or not, uh, he's a good kid. Uh, we know him a lot. We kind of know him through Denny. I don't know him personally. But we kind of feel like we know him through Denny. He's a good dude. He's worked hard. Hopefully he gets this behind him. And, uh, and again, he's the Jaguar opponent. You, you never wish the Jaguar opponent good stuff. But he's a nice kid, and I hope, hope he gets the injury stuff behind him. I really do. Yeah, that's going to be the key for his career. You know, he can take some solace in that Matthew Stafford was really injury prone early on with Detroit. Had a couple season-ending injuries early on in his career. And then he went on a great run of durability. So, uh, you know, Richardson has to adjust his game, uh, you know, which I'm sure everybody's told him that he's encountered. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully he gets healthy and uh, at least is able to show what he can do at this level. All right. Who wants the Instagram live of LJ McCray? So I've been trying to do it on my phone. I have no <laughs> I idea know, what I'm doing. I know how Lauren, to do well, it. Lauren saw me doing it. <laughs> yeah. She's she chuckling it on her phone. Right. I didn't good. chuckle. I just said I will help. So right now you've got the lights in his, I'm guessing, dining room okay. uh, that are on camera. But I would assume that he'll pop up on camera. It is now 545. He's supposed to announce where yeah. he's signing momentarily. Okay. So two, two things. Don't yes. believe for a minute I don't know how to do this. I'm very skilled. Second thing. Do I just hold it like this? Yes. <laughs> you just, you okay, just hold it. Okay, he good. should appear on camera. Okay, you do nothing. Nothing else. Uh, so Instagram Live is basically like someone putting something on their story, which only lasts for 24 hours. But live is actually you can see it while it's happening. If Frank vomits on air, we'll know <laughs> LJ McCray did not sign right. with Florida. You have, you have no idea how tech I feel that Lauren handed me your phone. This is this is such the progress in my life right now. I told you I was going uh, to help you th- this out is, with This it. is a moment that I'll, I'll never forget. <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll talk to you since Frank's very busy right now. Uh, Kirby Smart, I thought, had a really good quote on the transfer portal because he has 16 – or Georgia has 16 scholarship players in the portal. He said, the portal is a good thing. Let's not make it a negative. If you've been in a program for three years and you're not playing much, you might not need to look somewhere else. And that's an okay thing. It's when you're in your first year and you're doing that that it's becoming more alarming. Why did you go there in the first place? Yeah, and I, and I think that's where if there's any – regulation that it's going to come to the portal world it is going to be that that when you sign you are bound to that letter of intent uh, for a couple of years unless you want to sit out uh, but if you're if you're going to sign with a school then I think it's 
it's the only way to keep it from being free agency every single year. And then they need to they need to they it's fine to give everybody a free one. I think after they've been uh, on campus for a couple of years, assuming they don't have a family emergency, something right. like that going on. Uh, and then I think it's great when they graduate and they get another free one. I think that should be a, a well-deserved uh, perk for getting a, a, a degree from your school. But, but guys that are transferring three or four times, I mean, it is just, it, to me, that's just ridiculous. Uh, big news, uh, no news, except for the <laughs> fact that our friend Lauren Nimnick Dozier has joined, and I hope that doesn't mean she's not listening to our show. She's one of our best listeners. No, she's listening Lauren, and watching. You, you can do both. Lauren, I hope you're still listening to the program as you join this. That's the only name I know so far. There's a bunch of names here. You, please continue. I just wanted to give you that news update. I think that's a very important update. All right, it's time for our takeaways before we say hello to Rick Ballou. Now, today's takeaways, brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families by vehicles for over 50 years. My takeaway is we don't know anything about Trevor Lawrence. Tomorrow will be a really big day. Hopefully he can practice in limited fashion on Thursday. That, to me, would put him on track to be cleared to play Sunday in Tampa Bay. And chin up, Gators fans. You got arguably (laughs) the number one quarterback in the country that does a lot of great things, unbelievable prospect, most important position. You really have something. I mean, for all the knock on the Gators from a quarterback perspective right. Florida will have one of the more enviable situations in all of college runs, yeah. football last year or next year with the steady veteran in Mertz 70% completion doesn't turn the ball over and a potential freshman playmaker in DJ Lagway well, hopefully Frank will have uh, some news oh, for us before we he's sign smirking. off. I do have an update. Nothing so. from him, but Lauren texted me, always listening. Okay, so thank you, Lauren. <laughs> I Lauren, told you she'd made, be listening. Lauren, you've been my day. Thank you for that. I'm still watching this thing. Though. That's the only Good. thing I really know on here so my far. My takeaway, congratulations to the Bulldogs, number one recruiting class in all the country, despite losing the quarterback, Dylan Mariola, to Nebraska. Alabama comes in number two, Ohio State number three, Oregon four, Texas five. Congrats to Florida State coming in at sixth and Miami coming in at seventh. Florida currently in the 24-7 sports composite rankings has fallen to 16th, so has been 15th throughout most of the show, now 16th behind Michigan. Shouldn't be that surprised that Michigan's going to be able to recruit a little bit better than you. But, again, two five-stars, assuming that LJ McCray, once he announces on Instagram Live, that he is going to sign with the University of Florida. And, look, I think signing day is still one of the coolest days, especially for all the local kids that were able to announce their NIL, NLIs today. All right, let's say hello to Rick Ballou. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Rick, I'm trying to get a defensive end here. I was five and seven, for God's sake. I got to get an end here. What am I going to do? We have one McCra- He's going to take his time here, right? He's not going to come right out and He's up on now. He's up on it now. Lauren's watching it. This is big news. Rick, we were five and seven. If I haven't told you that right, <laughs> God, yeah. not very good down there. I don't know if you knew that or not. He's Rick. got a chance to make you guys six and six if you get him. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. We're going for six and six. Well, hey, that makes a bowl. <laughs> well played. Oh, Rick. Independence Bowl or bust. <laughs> uh, Rick, well, Rick, you still love signing. You and I used to love it in February. It's different now, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I don't love it the way uh, that it used to be. It's, it's so much like, um, you know, so many other things in life. It, it's just completely changed. And, um, you know, I used to be all over this, as you did, with uh, – 
you know, the recruitniks and that first Wednesday and just how great it was, the anticipation. But it's been uh, stolen by the Internet, and the kids make these announcements now, a lot of them on their own. So it basically is what it is. Still think, though, it's been a very, uh, a very interesting day, very good day, uh, but a very interesting day, no question about it. Right, and L.J. McCray did commit to Florida. He put on the Florida hat. So we're on our way. Rick Palou said it perfectly. We're on our way to six. six and six. Shreveport, baby. <laughs> so L.J. McCray is going to Florida. Uh, Rick, what's coming up tonight on the program? Buddy? Yeah, we got all that. We'll have everything that's going on in the world of, uh, of college football uh, recruiting. Uh, spent a lot of time with that, no question about it. Uh, as well, dive into the Jaguars and uh, talk about – uh, which all of a sudden becomes an enormous game for them. Can they win out in Tampa this weekend? The Philly Godfather is going to stop by. We're going to check the money. So all of that happening over the next couple hours. Sounds good, Rick. Thanks, buddy. Have right. fun. We'll see you. Rick Beluga's into the night. That'll do it for our program. Remember, tomorrow, 2 to 4. Our 2 to 4 show is tomorrow, two days before we break for Christmas. L.J. McRae, the latest news, he is headed to the University of Florida. So McRae and Lagway both went. They lost a couple. Expect them to lose. Not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. So, so there you go. That'll do it for our program. Rick Ballou is next on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.